Okay, let's see if this works. I've tried and checked too. There's no listed updates for this uh, for Audacity right now either. Because oh, well. hmm. I literally I checked that because I was like maybe is, maybe I'm just missing it up. Nope, no updates missing. So I gotta look around and see if there's something else I can use for recording. But anyway, on that note, welcome to another episode of BJ and Coffee. He's Bill. I'm Jim, and we're still drinking our non-sponsor Death Wish Coffee. Absolutely, because it's really that good. Yep, we just like it that damn much. Yes, we do. <laughs> Welcome to the, the well, I don't even, I don't even know what fucking week we're in right now for quarantine bullshit. I don't even know, I lost fucking uh, track, I don't even pay attention to that shit anymore. I don't even know what day it is half the time. <laughs> but no, but this actual episode should be kind of amazing. It'll be, it'll be fun, it'll be interesting. Um, first of all, if you'd like to track us down, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash Coffee, all one word. Uh, you can reach us by email at bjandcoffee at gmail.com, and we're also on Twitter at coffee underscore bj. Um, now that I've covered all of those bases, hopefully you're all surviving the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020. Um, I was wondering what, real fast, can I get a refund on 2020? Uh, I, yeah, the, the trial period's almost over with. I'm done. Yeah, I want to return it. Let's return it. <laughs> let's return it. Oh. Send it back. I... Um, <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, I mean, it's holding on for us to have any kind of special guest on the show. You know, I mean, luckily, I hopefully I got someone calling in today yep. um, for a portion of our show, portion, which probably be the whole show. Um, hopefully, he can call in. Um, I haven't killed anybody yet, so that's a good thing. That is definitely a plus. I, I was close today. I had to go to Costco for and supplies. And I'm still trying to hold back of not going after somebody today well, on social media. Yeah, you know, not the appropriate time right now for that yeah, one. Yeah, I know, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Give me that up a little on the other Okay. Um, we're discussing what to do with plates. Um, we actually, let me bring up our, our local small business, our local business today. Well, it doesn't uh, even need to be a certain address because, I mean, it's just any... They're all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the fastest growing businesses I've seen in a while is Burn Dairy. Uh, they are uh, local to the central New York area, and right now, during the month of April, are offering free coffee, all sizes, no real limitations. Uh, just can't bring your own cup in is the only real restriction they've got on coffee. And half price dozens of donuts. Dozen, dozen of donuts. A dozen donuts for half price. There we go. Yeah, there you go. You got it. I had to figure out the best way to pop that out there. And their donuts are pretty damn good, too. Um, the Yes, because we just ate, actually, uh, you and I just actually ate one of their uh, apple, apple fritters. fritters. Oh, mm. God, they're so fucking good. They are good. I will I will not lie, they're excellent. Not as good as that fucking cinnamon bun yesterday, or last, last week, week. But, uh, sorry, <laughs> last week, but uh, definitely a good, close second place. Oh, as I hit my vape, I have to laugh. Somebody was nice enough to point out how often I hit the vape while we're, you know, talking on the podcast that I hit a lot. <laughs> yes, I actually listened to the actual podcast. Uh, I think it was Monday. It was Monday or Wednesday. I got sick of listening to the radio on my truck. So of course, as you know, I use I use an iPhone. So a minute. I'm you, sorry. No, it's actually a great thing. I love my <laughs> um, I, the minute you plug in my iPhone into the radio, yeah, the cord. Right, it automatically reads my iPhone, and it like either goes to my music or asks me if I want to play like a podcast. So of course you know me, I said, yeah, you know what? 
I don't feel like listening to the fucking news about this fucking COVID-19. So I'm like, you know what? And I'm over it. Oh, God, I'm way over it. And uh, so I listened to our podcast the other day. You can actually hear you actually hitting your vape every few <laughs> minutes. And I'm like, I smoke a cigarette. You can't even hear the goddamn thing. And then the other thing was is that I, you could hear, believe it or not, you could actually hear the... Uh, coffee machine freaking brewing our coffees, which is kind of funny too. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, they are some damn good fucking mics. Yes, they are. <laughs> the only thing I need to look into, I mean, I actually think I'm going to look into that tonight. I got a couple things I need to work on on the computer tonight, but um, I need to uh, look at what software I'm using. Audacity has just been having some issues the last couple weeks. Um, but yeah, I actually, I just. Um, reloaded um cyberlink power director on here too because i while we're in quarantine i decided to go back to doing youtube videos and under the cool dad name and uh cooking with the cool dad man i'll tell you oh boy i got an air fryer a couple weeks ago and i am fucking loving this thing it is fucking amazing i like she likes well we both like fried foods let's just throw it out there uh my waistline is quite evident of that but um, I will say this. You go to, like, Costco, which is where we shop a lot, and you pick up, like, the, the frozen tempura shrimp or frozen panko breaded shrimp or coconut, any of those like that, that you normally would fry in the oil. You can do them in the air fryer. They come out fucking amazing. And there's no extra oil involved. I mean, it's a lot healthier. Yeah, my wife and I have been looking into getting a, a fryer chip. But actually, my last video... My last video I did, the one I did last week, um, I did homemade veggie tempura from scratch. Made my own tempura batter and everything. I will say this. I did some in the oil, and I did some in the air fryer, so I can compare and contrast. Because I was curious how it was going to come out. Batter was a little... I need some more practice making the tempura batter, but it wasn't bad. The Believe it or not, the veggies coming out of the air fryer tasted more like fresh veggies i like they had yeah, that fresh they, veggie flavor that's what they say like everything's supposed to be like you, you, you have more of that fresh taste than you yes. do if you put it in like a deep fryer yes because like the like don't get me wrong the ones i did the oil they were still good but they had that oily flavor to them for lack of a better word yes. which i'm not knocking i'm just saying it's they had that you knew they'd been deep fried in oil whereas the ones out of the air fryer were i mean it was the consistency of the the batter after it was cooked was different it was a little more of a shell but this, this it was, was still good this was back when i was working in the, the food industry uh during food and shit like that when i was a truck driver for that um i had a guy i worked with we used to be able to order stuff from the warehouse all the time too yeah and uh he'd order you know the wings and shit like that he'd, he'd order them already breaded frozen already breaded yep which is okay i mean myself i'd order the fresh ones but he'd order them already you know, already frozen our bread. Pretty much all you're doing is warming them up at that point. They're yeah. Already cooked. Yeah. He put them in the air fryer for about, you think he said like five to ten minutes. Oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, my God. He goes, you wouldn't believe it. She got at, um, I think it was Target. She found this uh, honey mustard honey mustard pretzel breaded chicken breast. Ooh. And I, there was four cuts, four pieces of, of breaded chicken breast in there. I had it in the fridge so it wasn't frozen but i popped it in the air fryer 
I forget what I set it for, but I usually kind of eyeball it based on what the cooking directions are on the package. Yeah. And I will tell you, this came out ten like juicy, crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside, just full of flavor. It was fucking amazing. I was like, I, I was, I was impressed. And I mean, for me to be impressed with food is saying something. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, when I get one, I'm going to try it. I, I mean, even, even if you, like, for you guys with the kids, if they like those frozen taquitos, you buy, like, the big box of at the store, yeah, like, well, little they, roll they, things. They, nah, with, they're not. The, well, they're not into those, but they're into, like, you know, like, the, uh, like, chicken tenders and... That can all be done in the know, air fryer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, like, it's dirt chicken simple. Chicken like that, you know? It, it time-wise... It's a break even. It, it doesn't save time per se. Some things I think take a little bit longer, but Ooh, I wonder if you put pierogies in there. Um, I used to deep fry my pierogies, which is really weird. Everyone's like, "Why would you do that?" Well, you know, I pan fry mine with butter. Um, I do the same thing, but I learned like, okay, so here's a little backstory on this, real fast. Are you a Polak? No, it's not even being a Polak. <laughs> um, every year, you know, I used to go with the guys for about four years straight. Um, I was going to Super Dirt Week. It was just it's nice, it was, of you to, nice of you to come out like that. Bill. Yeah, so you no, went with a guy for no, four no, years. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was literally Super Dirt Week was a week to get away from the wife's girlfriends. You know, it, you just go and hang out with the guys, have a good time, you know. And then, of course, whatever happened at Dirt Week stayed at Dirt Week. Um, not like that. <laughs> Trust me, there was a lot of girls around that were taking. <laughs> that were fucking oh my partying. god! Like, yeah, see, I'm already trying to kill kids. <laughs> Not COVID, it was coffee. <laughs> coffee so twenty. Anyways, so, anyways, yes. So we we had Dirt Weekend. Of course, we had a deep fryer. We had a couple deep fryers. We had the regular, you know, pan deep fryer, you know, and then we had like the really big turkey deep fryers. Yep. You know, and don't deep fry a frozen turkey. No, we didn't deep. We, we only deep fried one turkey. That was it. <laughs> it wasn't frozen. Unfortunately, it wasn't Carol fucking basket. Oh, sorry. Um, but <laughs> hint, hint. hint, hint. <laughs> so, anyways, we used to deep fry everything. Uh, we tried deep fried Oreos. We mm. did deep fried Twinkies. <laughs> we did deep fried sausages. That's interesting. I do have a good recipe for doing sausages or brats in the air fryer. And then we uh, we also had a couple boxes of pierogies, and we used to deep fry those. And, and then, Interesting. Uh, too. So everything during Super Dirt Week were all stuff that our wives were looking at. It's like, you can't put that in a deep fryer. I mean, yes, I, we can. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see why you couldn't do them in, a, in an air fryer. I yes, don't know. We did actually Twinkies in a deep fryer. You it might want to hit them. Weird. It was a little weird. You might want to hit them with some like cooking spray before you do them in an air fryer. But I mean, honestly, these days air fryers. I think I paid sixty bucks for a five core air fryer on Amazon. And um, when we're done, if you want, remind me and I'll shoot you a link for it. So if you want to take a look at it, so yeah. it's. I'll tell you. Especially because I got it, family man. I'll be bigger than a fucking six one. Um, I think the biggest they have them bigger, but like I said, I literally I do ten tempura shrimp in that with no problem. Um, yeah, but I put like five your, taquitos in there. Yeah, yeah, but that's just you and your wife most of the night. Yeah, well, <laughs> sometimes it's just me. Sometimes <laughs> it's you, but, I mean, you remember, I'm a fucking family of fucking five here. Come on. So you just have to do it in shifts. <laughs> oh, I do it now shifts when I'm fucking deep frying shit. I'll tell you though. Here's here's the other thing. Air fryers are also good for rewarming food. Um, 
the other night, it was a crazy day at the shop. She was like, fuck it, you're not cooking. We're going to drive through Taco Bell just because I want something quick and eat. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, she orders a Mexican pizza, and she orders it uh, steak instead of beef, no beans, and add rice. Well, they made a regular one first, so they fucked up. But they remade it the way she wanted it. They gave us both of them because they're like, we can't do anything with it. So, you know, it's in the bag for you if you want it. If you don't want it, just toss it. COVID-19, you can't do anything with it afterwards. So... I took it home, and later that night, I suddenly found myself craving some something to nosh on, and uh, <laughs> I'm sure you did. Look I'm Bill's sure face. you did. And uh, so I'm like, I got a Mexican uh, pizza in the fridge. So I literally took it out of the box, popped it in the air fryer. I think I put it on like 360 for like six minutes. I think, dude, it was better. It was better. Than if you get it fresh at Taco Bell, like the the chip thing that they use, the top and bottom chips were crispier. The it was like hot throughout. The cheese was melty again. I, I was impressed. Um, she the following day she grubhubbed Tully's because another long day at the shop. I had a couple of chicken tenders and some fries left over. Uh, again, later that night, I was in the mood for some more food, and so I threw them in the air fryer, and I'll tell you, it reheated it beautifully. It was, it was as good as fresh, but I definitely, I, I'm hooked on my air fryer. I'm not going to lie, um, but I want to go back to that slight hint you dropped earlier as to what today's topic is. Dun, dun, dun. dun. It's BJ Exotic. That just sounds so wrong. Oh, that dude. That sounds like a fucking... <laughs> sounds like a stripper. Sounds like a fucking strip club. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage next. Your favorite dancer, BJ Exotic. <laughs> I don't even want to do music right now. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a past life, I was a DJ at a strip club. No, not really. But, you know, I will say, though. You wish. I will say, going with all these things going around Facebook now, the the whole, you know, 10 jobs you had, one of which is not true, I would have to put DJ to strip club as my not true one, because I guarantee nobody's going to guess that one. Yeah, <laughs> Unless yeah, they listen exactly. to this. <laughs> so, I, I'm going to throw this out there, and of course, Netflix is not our sponsor, so... Uh, yeah, this is not sponsored by anybody, this is just us talking about something other than COVID-19 right now. Exactly, and, since, and of course, it, my Facebook has been filled with this instead of COVID-19 stuff, so I'm kind of actually enjoying it right now, and my wife's looking at me like, you're fucking weird. Well, I've honestly... No, I'll tell you. I see the fucking truth of this whole fucking thing. Here, here's my thing. Being as I'm out of work right now... Um, you're bored. Well, no, not not even that. Being as I'm out of work, it means I don't have to be on social media all the time. Dude, I'm taking two and three days off from Facebook and Twitter at a time. And just, like, I might check my notifications on my phone real quick, but I'm not, like, going on and scrolling yeah, through my Facebook. Hours, my hours got cut at work, so I'm kind of getting bored. Dude, <laughs> it has been the best fucking thing ever. I, know, I Thursday, still check I my Instagram. Leave, I had to leave early on a Thursday because I already had four hours of overtime. <laughs> so they told me they looked at me, and I went in at 7, I left at 12. Nice. I'm like, what the fuck? I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm just doing nothing but twiddling my thumbs and cooking and eating and I'm making videos. I noticed, I noticed some, I noticed some weight come back down over there. Mm. Well, that's because like we we ate out like four times this week uh, instead of. I've actually, I will say, by Wednesday I had dropped almost ten pounds since this all started. Um, 
But that you know, in the last few days though, I will say I probably picked up a couple because we had, we did eat out a little bit. Um, but uh, I will say that cooking at home has been good. I, I my Instagram followers are loving it because um, you know they, just, they love the pictures of the food apparently. Uh, and I'm always well, telling people track here though too. Yeah. So let's get back to Joe Exotic. Okay. So anyways, everybody's favorite gun-toting redneck mullet wearing gay tiger tiger tamer tiger lover. Tamer? Tamer? Tamer. Whatever you call it. Well, for well, the most part, Tamer. Anyways, anyways. Um, and the saga of Carol Baskins. Exactly. <laughs> um, if you uh, if you go on Netflix, um, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's called Tiger King. If um, you stream it, it is available on alternate streaming services if you catch my is. drift. It That's is. how I've been watching it. But, uh, yes, because uh, <clears throat> it is an actual series that actually is on Netflix. Netflix is talking they're supposed to be dropping another episode next week and I, I will admit i have to go back and rewatch the last episode because i did fall asleep in the in the beginning of it last night it was i was just tired really good. i gotta say this is a great fucking show it's not my normal bailiwick i will say that right up front this is not normally what i am going to watch when i want to relax well, and i knew like i knew like when i first called you and i told you i said hey i have homework for you and you're like what is that and I'm like, you gotta watch the show. I knew like great down like the middle like you're like, well that's not my show. I'm like, no, you need to listen to me on this one. <laughs> I, I will say this. You it's need to not, watch this fucking show. It's we're not doing it. anywhere near what I would normally go watch. Um, I am very much into escapist media, so I can forget about life for a while and just relax and enjoy. Um, you know, but and, and you know what? I gotta say right now, thanks to COVID nineteen, because if it wasn't for COVID nineteen, this probably show wouldn't even be fucking as big as it is. Oh, this would never be trending if it wasn't for COVID nineteen, because everybody's got so much time on their hands. That's all they're doing now is watching video. But, but I will say this: it was worth it. I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here going, I wish I had that part of my life back. I'm not regretting watching it. Am I gonna rewatch it? Probably not. But I will say it's an intriguing story. Um, and there are so many fucking twists and turns. You can't write this shit. I mean, this is like, no, you no. can't make this no. shit up. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. First you know, of all, it, I mean, first of all, I got Joe to, Exotic, in, in and of himself, I gotta you say, can't make up somebody like that. I, first of all, I have to say, Jim, is this, okay? As of right now, okay, and, and you know my, you know the backstory of this, and if anybody that, you know, we get new listens, if you want to go back and listen to the, my backstory, okay, um, mine isn't as... As extreme and exotic as what his was. True. Okay. But I was in those shoes, to say. Well, they didn't have sardine oil in your shoes, though. Well, no, they did not. But, but, but I was in those shoes by owning a pet pig in a freaking village that I wasn't supposed to have. And they arrested me for doing it. Yep. All because they said a pig ate a floor. But I'm not going down that road. Only because... Yeah, it's done it over now, with and shit like that. But I feel as if like Joe Exotic, okay, is being punished for something that he got led into by fucking Jeff Lowe, among others. Among others, and you know, and there's a theory out there. A lot of people have a theory out there that this Jeff Lowe is Carol Baskin's ex-husband, Mike uh, Murdoch, I believe it is. Um, and you know what? I, I, I kind of feel the same way. Now, it's not a fact, and if I had the facts, I would give you the facts. It's a theory. It is a theory, and and I'll be honest, with you, I've seen that, I've seen those theories put out there, and I will say, there is from the photographic evidence put forth to support said theory. 
I will say that it does carry some weight. I'm not saying a lot of weight, but some weight. And I mean, granted, here's the thing: there's only so if many not, there's only so many facial features out there. Exactly. So at some point, you're going to get somebody. I mean, everybody's got. They say everybody's got a doppelganger somewhere, and that doesn't count identical yeah, twins. I mean, they're saying that he changed his name to Jeff Lowe. No, I'm not saying it could actually really happen. But you know what? The way I see it now is this: is and, and don't worry, we'll get to Carol. Okay. Jeff Lowe is the typical fucking scumbag. Narcissistic scumbag. That fucking wants to sit there and try to take over the fucking world. He's a collector. And he he doesn't give a shit about these fucking tigers. No. All he cared about was, he saw dollar well, it, signs. He, he All he wants is money and pussy. Exactly. I'm sorry, well, I said. No, no, because you know what? It's true. Because look, okay, if you look, okay, these new episodes, really, I'm telling you right now. He went out and got a fucking... He just had a, a kid with his wife. Yeah. Okay. He got a fucking nanny that's hot as fuck. Yep, I bet she's banging her. Well, but, yeah, because... But they said, too, they actually straight up said, they both, he and his wife, admitted that they're swingers, and when he divorced his ex-wife, it was because his current wife was his mistress. And, you know, the fact that they're swingers, I suppose, okay, maybe that'll work, but because, you know, if you're stepping out with somebody, how can that somebody expect you not to step out on them at some point? So bear that in exactly. mind. But the fact that and they're then, swinging together, I mean, but that's the thing. They're taking the, they're, they were using the big cats as bait for swinging, for lack of a better way of putting it. Exactly. And Jeff is wanted in fucking Las Vegas right now for fucking animal cruelty because he was bringing the fucking cats into fucking Las Vegas, which not allowed. Exactly. And, and I think, I think that, they fixed it. When they it. took the cats that he had in Las Vegas with him, when they took them away, they found like ailments in the cats. Yep. So that's why he's. Well, I think wanted. they banned exotic animals like that after Siegfried and Roy's incident. <laughs> well, I, okay. <coughs> you know, getting into this whole thing with Siegfried and Roy, I was thinking about this the other day. Okay, I watched a documentary on on them actually. It was on, um, I think it was on Twenty Minutes, I think, or something like that. Sixty Minutes. Sixty Minutes. Whatever the fuck. Sixty it is. Minutes or Twenty Twenty. Or 2020. One of the two. I can't remember. <laughs> and they went through and actually showed, like, you know, Siegfried and Roy freaking owning, you know, having these cats. Yeah. And breeding them and shit like that and everything. And I, and I agree that it, I agree with the theory that it was not an attack. It was. It was not an attack. Uh, and you could tell. If that was, if that was truly an attack, he'd be dead. Yeah. Because the, the, the cat was trying to bring him, to rescue him, for lack of a better word, because in the cat's mind it said, he's sick, I need to get him where he can be taken care of. Unfortunately, in the process, it also injured him. But, yes, but the thing was is, if you saw the documentary that I saw with Siegfried and Roy, they loved those pets. They loved them. Oh, yeah. And those cats loved them. Yep, they were a family pet. They were a family fucking pet. Uh, it actually, is, a part it, is the proper word. It, it, but pet, whatever. Okay, they fucking loved those those cats, and the cats loved them because, dude, they had a fucking their house was they would let them roam around their house. Oh yeah, well, see now, Carol Baskin, she should actually have crows. You know why? Why? Because a group of crows is called a murder. Legit. That is true. Yep. <laughs> My question is here with Carol Baskin: Where the fuck is your husband, bitch? <laughs> yeah, because um. <laughs> that just doesn't add up. Not to mention the fact that her brother is part of the uh, sheriff's department that did the investigation. That doesn't make any, you know, that doesn't have doesn't any concern any or anything. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, no yeah, concerns yeah, yeah. there. No, no, no concerns there on my part. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think they did a great job. Not. Um, Carol, you know what? Just come out and say what the fuck you did. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If you spend some time in fucking jail, it would do you a world of fucking good. Oh, wait, that's forgot. I forgot. That's right. I forgot. You won't have your fucking cats anymore because I'll go to somebody else, like probably like Jeff Lowe. Yeah. Orange is the new black. What? What? Oh, that's like the presidency, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I went there. Um, and I'm not, it's not a negative anyway. I'm just saying it's a funny joke. Get over it. <laughs> you know, I, I'll say it this way is on the cat's defense, because I mean, obviously they can't speak for themselves. Yep. They're cats. Um, everybody in this whole fucking story are all fucked up. Oh yeah. Well, you gotta be a little odd to want to have a bunch of large cats around. I mean, okay. Everything else aside, they're still technically a cat. Now I groom cats and I'll tell you, cats are fucking assholes, man. Cats are, I may be the pussy whisperer, but cats are fucking assholes. <laughs> well, I got two. I got two cats of my own, and they are assholes. Yes, you know. I mean, I got up this morning and I like cats, but they're <clears> assholes. <throat> I got up at you know uh, eight, seven actually, seven o'clock this morning, and you know when you first wake up, you know you got to do the whole routine. You got to take a piss morning ablutions, bed, you know. <laughs> okay, and I couldn't even get up because my cat literally jumps up on the bed, right? Jumps on me, and he's like. Dad, I need to be petted. <laughs> Asshole, I need to go to the fucking bathroom and take a piss. That's what he's scooped the cat up, pet the and cat. And what you do? Go to the bathroom. I'm like, you know what? Okay, fine. I'll pet you for a couple minutes. I can wait a couple minutes. But that's all you're getting. What you do? He lays down on me. Yep. And falls asleep. And then you can't get up because you don't want to disturb him. Because then you can't get up. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't want to disturb I'll, him. Dogs you know? are the same way. Dude, I'm sitting there in my office. Watching this, and I'm chilling in my office chair, kind of leaning back, and I've got one of the doggos on the back of the chair, like on my shoulders behind my neck, just sleeping there. And I need to grab my vape, or no, I need, oh, I want to grab my drink off the desk. And I'm like, okay, let me see if I can move the chair. I'm like trying to move the chair nice and slow so I don't disturb him and grab my drink. And okay, I'm good now. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, what time? And I didn't disturb the dog. I did the job. But when I get the two little ones sitting up there, it's even better because they're both be up there. I'm like, fuck, I can't move at all. I, know, I can't I've, even sneeze. I've been to your house. <laughs> like, oh. um, I'm trying to smoke, asshole. <laughs> they don't care. I want nope. love. I want love. Yep. Because, you know, our dogs are so fucking neglected. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I want a real quick PSA on that. Real quick. Um, to our listeners, if you have pets, cats, dogs, whatever, bear in mind. Tigers, too. Even tigers. I mean, let, let's face it. Any pet that is part of your household that you have created a pack or part or whatever you want to call it with, that you have a family unit with that pet or pets, um, Bear in mind that they are dealing with this as well because it's not just your routine that's changed. Their routine has changed as well because all of a sudden you're home all the time or, you know, you can't, you're not, you know, the routines are totally different. And even in the grooming side of things, you're seeing more dogs coming in with like anxiety because they don't know what they're like. We don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, yeah, I know I'm going to get groomed, but, you know, I just, I don't know what's going on. And um, so I just bear that in mind and make sure, you know, because when this all blows over and we suddenly have to go back to work, we're going to see a huge rise in anxiety, separation anxiety with dogs specifically. Cats don't give a shit, but dogs specifically. I, I don't know. Have you, seen my, have you seen my cat, Juju? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he'll have anxiety. <laughs> but, be like, but, but we're both working. She See, the thing was, is my wife was going to school and was home most of the day, both going to school. Yep. So the cat was fine. And the next thing you know, freaking, she was going to work all day. I'm going to work all day. <laughs> and the cat, we get home and the freaking cat's like, okay, I need to be petted. I need to be petted bad. I need to be petted bad. Where were you? Where were you? And he's like jumping on me, jumping on mom, jumping on me, jumping on mom. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, will you stop? Well, yeah, just a little PSA here, <clears throat> Bill, just to remind people that. Um, but yeah, it you know, but back to Tiger King. I mean, like I said, you can't make this shit up. I mean, Joe, that's character by character. Joe Exotic. I mean, just... You can't make up somebody like that. I mean, literally. I learned how you turn a straight guy or straight guy gay. Give him meth and weed. And, <laughs> and put tigers in front of him. Yes. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> Not that I'm going to do that. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> if it worked for him, I guess. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> he he's like, he is just so far outside of any stereotype you might conceive. <laughs> I mean, gun toting, fucking bleached mullet wearing, gay redneck tiger tamer. I can't even. I'm like, I I I watch this and it, and it no, makes we'll me laugh. Say, not even not even tiger tamer. We'll just say exotic pet owner. Yes. Um. Now I honestly, I mean, I knew a little bit from. Um, in the past, I had the oppor- opportunity uh, when I worked with our county park system. I had the opportunity to work with the Burnett Park Zoo, uh, Rosamond Gifford Zoo at Burnett Park, whatever the fuck they're calling it these days. I always, I still call it Burnett Park Zoo. But the people, I got to know the people up there because that's part of our county park system here locally, and just an amazing group of people overall. Absolutely. First of all, but. I, you know, I started to learn a little, you know, catch on a little bit about things here and there. I will say, yes, when it comes to exotic animals like the big cats, um, even wolves, um, there's a actually a wolf preserve. Uh, God, it's somewhere, it's somewhere around here. It's within, it's a, it's a day trip from Syracuse. I can tell you that. Um, but it's like a couple you, hours away, I think. I, I, you, I, know, I know which one you're talking about. I can't yeah. remember the hell it is, though, either. You have to have a very different mindset in order to get into something like that. Because, I mean, I people jokingly call me the cat whisperer, the dog whisperer, because I specialize in dogs with behavioral issues for grooming. I handle cats that most people can't. Um, but even that, I wouldn't even try to think about getting into like big cats or wolf. now wolves i would love to go visit them no lie but i, I couldn't even imagine trying to have a preserve i mean if i'm going to have a preserve you know 40 acres with a bunch of animals it's going to be dogs that's just me but i can't imagine the thought process that goes into having to run wolves i mean that's a whole I mean, the pack structure is similar, but it's a whole different mentality. <clears throat> There's no domesticated there. It, it's just, you know, call the wild bullshit. Um, yeah, I, real fast. I want to get, get back into Carol. Yeah, so, so, well, I'm going through the characters here, so let's go to Carol. Carol Baskin, who, and, and I'm going to, I can actually talk on this on a couple things, because um, I did actually run a shelter for a while, 
And you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say it. The reason I'm not running that shelter is because I was bugging the board of directors for an audit because when I started going through the books, I found that before I got there, there was a fair amount of missing money. And they decided that instead of doing an audit, they were just going to hose me out the door, which speaks volumes. But anyway, um, in doing that, though, it introduced me to the world of rescue. And I had had some experience with rescue through, you know, because we always we've only ever bought one dog. All of the rest of our dogs are rescued, adopted, however you want to call it. But I'll tell you. There are some really fucked up people that do rescue as an excuse to hoard animals. But, excuse me, beyond that. The thing is, is, I see where you're going with this. I really do. She didn't rescue all those tigers. Mm -mm. 30 of those she bought herself from private dealers. Well, and here's the thing, though. And it actually, people were actually showing the actual books of where she bought them from. And somebody actually came to light and actually said that she paid $750 for a liger. But... Here's the thing. She will sit down, and I guarantee that if you had Carol Baskin sitting right here, she would tell you that she... I would punch she, the bitch in the face. Oh, no argument. But <laughs> she would, if you had her sitting here talking about this, she would. I guarantee she would tell you she paid for those, those animals to rescue them from the situation they were in. And I have seen this with dogs. I, I have seen this eyes. with cats. It, it's... These people that, that you're not every rescue. There are some amazing rescues out there. This is a small portion of the rescue world. You know, when I was watching this whole show, okay, um, and during the show, they put up a map of where all these uh, sanctuary, big cat sanctuaries are, mm-hmm. okay, and they posted one up of there in, believe it or not, in central New York. If you look actually on, if you go back, I forgot exactly what episode it's on. Okay, now, we're from New York, um, always lived here, um, both were actually born and raised in New York State. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you sure about that? Uh, well, we're not <laughs> <into> that. <laughs> sorry, I had to go there. I know you had to go there, I know exactly what you're talking, we're not going, in, we're not getting into that whole story, <laughs> fuck that, Jesus Christ. Um, but anyways, the... The thing was, is they they posted they posted that there is actually a sanctuary here in Central New York, and I'm like, where's this sanctuary in Central New York? So me, I had to look it up. Um, oh yeah, it's exactly who I thought it was. Exactly, it, it <laughs> is actually. Um, hang on, I gotta look up the name of it real fast because I don't want to get this wrong. The Wild Animal Park. Wild Animal Park. It's actually in Chittenango, New York. Yep. Um, I actually reached out to him. Um, Jeff Taylor is the actual owner of the park, um, his family, him and his family. Um, I reached out to him um, and said, hey, I'd love to have you on the show because he actually went on one of the pages. There's a bunch of Facebook pages about, you know, fuck Carol uh, Baskin, uh, free Joe Exotic. And, of course, you know, just others are talking about, oh, it's just about the show. Um, you going to make it over there? Yeah, I'm going to make it. Sorry, I Getting gassed on the bottom of my stomach again. <laughs> I reached out to Tyler. Tyler made a post of the actual uh, Carol and um, also made a post about Joe. And in the post that he made, he goes, Carol is nothing but a conniving bitch lying cunt. <laughs> he didn't use those words. I added the cunt thing because she is. 
Well, I can't even argue that from what I've seen. And I never use that word, and you know I don't ever use that word for <laughs> any woman, but she is. She's a cunt. Um, he mentioned that Joe, yes, is a little odd, and maybe off his rocker. Odd, yeah, I'll go with that. but um, Maybe not really off his rocker. But he met him four years ago, is what he said. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, I, I believe he's supposed to call in here. I talked to him. He said he was... He had nothing going on. I gave my number, so he's supposed to call in. So I'm hoping he really does. Um, and he did go on and said he met Joe, and Joe four years ago loved those tigers, and he was the most well cleaned sanctuary he's ever been to. Yes, and, and I've actually I I've done a little bit of digging. I've and, seen the same thing. And then he went on to talk about Carol's sanctuary, which is called Big Cat Rescue. Oh. And uh-huh. he literally spoke up and goes, if she calls that a fucking rescue, it is fucked up because she go, he goes, the fucking fencing for their fucking enclosure is fucking rusted to hell. The, they've is got their, these little ass cages. Whoops. Dropping shit here. They've got these big cats and these little ass. Now, I'm not, I'm not even taking the, sides the, on this. The, the this is just observation. The enclosure's big. Don't get me wrong. The enclosure does look like it's big, okay? Not from what I've seen. They look but like not from what I'm seeing from these videos. They look small as fuck. Now, the other thing I'm seeing is is they got the small fucking enclosed, about the size of what this table is we used to, okay? Yeah. Right? And it's probably about maybe this tall, right? So we're talking about three feet wide by four feet long, give or take, and about uh, 40 inches tall. Okay. So in, that's where their food and water is put for the day. Now, you're putting a big cat that's probably almost up to my hip or a little higher. Uh, Probably bigger. Probably a little bit bigger, okay? And they literally showed a picture of this lion. He was, like, crouched down trying to eat his food. Yep. Right? You could actually literally see his legs were bent way down, and he's trying to, like, eat his food. Wait a minute here. Well, that's that not... That can't inter- be comfortable, though, for a fucking animal. However, if you think about it, in the wild... Now, we've all watched Nat Geo over time... Um, they eat on the hoof. You know, in other words, they they chase it down, they kill it, they eat it laying on the ground. That's, they're not that's, laying on the ground though. That's the well, thing. I know. That so there there's laying on the ground is one thing. It should be on the ground where they can access it easily. That's naturally it, it, it how is they on eat. the ground. It is. That's one thing I'll give her is it is on the ground. But the problem is with it is like I said, it's literally they're like standing up but crouching downwards and like kind of like got their their spine almost like it's curved. Yeah. You know, so it, it can't be comfortable for an animal to be eating like that or anyone to eat mm-hmm. like that. I mean, maybe if I put you in a fucking cage and fed you like that, I mean, it just, you'd be very uncomfortable. We're not playing out your sick fantasies here, Bill. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> That's my wife and I later. No, I'm just But, you know, it's. You can get a puppy mask on uh, Wish for cheap. Brother, just get a tiger one. <laughs> I haven't seen a tiger ones. I got the puppy mask, so I'll latex but, for you. But uh, ooh, but, <laughs> but anyways, I mean, it, it, it's really sad. And then another thing I noticed too. Okay, when, when I think about when I want to go see, a, you know, a sanctuary. Okay, I got kids. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing I'm gonna do if I'm gonna go to a sanctuary? <laughs> Feed the kids uh, to the tigers. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry, that was her husband. Sorry. I was gonna say, well, unless you have a husband, we don't know about. <laughs> Obviously, I wouldn't bring my kids. 
They're going to want to go to something like that. To mm-hmm. go see, you know, lions and tigers. And, and bears. bears, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> That's where we're going. Okay. Carol only does that on weekends. Mm-hmm. During special times. Yep. Otherwise that, kids are not allowed at the sanctuary. See, and that's that... her exact thing is is because kids are way too loud for the for the cats. And here's something I'm going to say from like what the my experience as far as shelters go is that kids are your primary target audience for anything like that because education is the key to preventing cruelty in the future. Because if you bring kids in at a young age. Show them these animals. Show them the proper way to work with them. Show them that they are living, breathing creatures just like we are. Then you, you're you not going to see... These kids are going to be less likely to um, mistreat animals down the road. Absolutely. You know? And it, that's one of the key things. And that was like when I ran the shelter, that was one of our big things was, you know, education, you know, kid, you know, ch- child education. And... We ran, our educator was doing three to five programs a week, every week in different schools, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the central New York region, you know, probably a five to eight county region. Um, and that, we, you know, and I still actually, I still talk to her once in a while. Uh, education is the most important part because that is what is going to prevent cruelty down the road. Um you know, so yeah, that that should be your target audience. Um, do I mean? But if we want to continue with the characters, that Doc Antle, <laughs> I can't even. Yeah, you know, it, that's a cult that he's fucking running and Dude. bringing animals into it. I, I, we don't know really a lot about him. All I know um, is that anybody that calls themselves Bhagavan that's whiter than I am, I have to question. I'm sorry, but I have to yeah, question. He thinks he's a god. I admit. He, the Lord, yeah. The, the Lord. He, he really does think that he's the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Not necessarily thing, the in a religious way. Say, but... The one thing I'm going to say about, about him is, though, is his, his, his cats are kept in a fucking enclosure. Yeah, lifestyle aside, life, just putting the lifestyle aside, his place, his program is a very well-run program from everything I've been able to look up on it. And you know, um, and I believe most of his stuff that he does is he uses those his tigers and lions and stuff like that for movies and shit. Yes, he and does. He, he provides a lot of animals for Hollywood, um, but he also gets into the politics side of it as well, um, and which is something that is not. Here's the thing: is that you're you'll never be able to wipe out the black market for big animals if you make it totally illegal. However. If you put regulations on it and you have, you know, people that follow up on those regulations and then you have responsible people. And like I said, lifestyle aside, like Doc Antle and even Joe Exotic, who might be off his rocker, but his program was a decent program from everything I've been able to find. Now, since Jeff Lowe took it over, it's gone right down the shitter. But. Exactly. But. Um, of I believe. Carol's that, isn't any better either. Yeah, I mean, well, I've seen her. Talk about videos. a shit show. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I've seen her fucking videos and shit, and I'm telling you right now, it's, you know... It, okay, here's... Here's 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 my thing real fast. The, okay, the, go the for videos, it. Up. The videos... Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah, it's uh, okay. I'm used to it. I'm videos, married. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the videos I've been watching from uh, Cat uh, Big Cat Rescue, um, which is Carol fucking Baskin, um, 
the videos I've been watching from all this is they've been doing videos and they've been doing up close videos um, from the actual enclosure and the caps have been walking up to the actual camera um, and they're rubbing their bodies up against the fence. That is an indicator to me and I've owned regular house cats okay for the last few years now um if a cat comes up to you and rubs tries to rub up against you scent marking that's saying they like you and they're claiming scent you marking, that's scent marking you and they like you enough to rub their scent on you and they want your undivided attention yes they are claiming you as their own at that point and to not have that interaction with an animal it's never a good thing. No, cats, believe it or not, as much as cats are assholes, cats are also very social animals. They are. Very until cool. they decide they're going to be antisocial. But here's... But they're going to make them antisocial, and Carol's fucking going to make them antisocial mm-hmm. to where somebody sooner or later in that fucking sanctuary is going to fucking get hurt if they haven't already. Nurture versus nature. Absolutely. But, and here's the thing. I, I've actually... I got intrigued enough that I did some digging on Carol Baskin. I would say I've watched some of her videos, and... Mm, I got here's, a video for you. Here's the thing. I love doing my videos. I love doing my live streams on Facebook. I love doing my YouTube videos. Um, I openly admit the fact that as a Leo, I'm probably something of an attention whore. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> box, but the other box works too, I guess. Um, I, I'll admit that I am something of an attention whore, and I'm okay with that. Um, my public speaking skills are well-developed, and I enjoy doing it. But... Carol, she takes that to a whole different level. I mean, she is, I mean, it's almost like she's begging for everybody's attention because she can't survive if somebody's not paying attention to her. I mean, she is, like, I've known people that easily handle the term drama queen that are less attention seeker than she is. And... That, to me, says that there's definitely a, um, some sort of um, psychological issue going on there. You know, And I can't think of the word I want off the top of my head. It's not sociopath, but... Um, no, nah, I'd probably use sociopath. She's on. Well, no, probably, you know, possibly borderline, because sociopath is basically somebody with no empathy to anyone else. Well, her last few videos that she's been posting on their actual Facebook page isn't even by her. It's been by fucking one of her... Volunteers, paid employees, whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, well, if she can get away without paying somebody, she does. Although, don't get me wrong. In the rescue world, volunteers are absolutely a godsend because there's just not enough money to go around for the rescue world. And I I know a couple of local rescues that survive only because they are 100% volunteer. I was lucky enough I worked at a shelter that was a paid position. Uh, but a lot of these rescues, they're not paid. They're volunteer. The money comes, the money for, you know, the supplies for the vet visits comes from donations or out of people's, out of their own pockets. And that is a dedication you just don't see in a lot of things. Well, these Carol's days. made over four million, I think, in twenty eighteen. Yeah, but that doesn't. Does that count the money she got from her husband that disappeared? No, that's from donations, fundraisers, grants, uh, and some other things I think that were on there. And that, that's the other thing I want to get into with Carol too real fast is 
she claims she's a non a non profit. Uh cat big cat rescue. Well uh, animal it, rescue zoo, whatever the fuck it, it's called. The non profit status is going to depend on how the money comes in and is distributed. Because there's non profit exactly. and there's not for profit. Um if she is a not for profit, it is possible to retain a, a certain amount it's a per, I, I got it, I was doing some digging through some paperwork the other day from when I was at the shelter. The shelter was a not for profit. And Oh no, she claims she's a non profit. Well, a lot of people use the terms interchangeably, which is not appropriate, but the um a, a, tr, a true non profit organization is a um is an organization, not a business, not any type of LLC or anything like that. A not-for-profit is a business with either an LLC or uh, uh, some sort of incorporated or something to that effect. Now, a not-for-profit is allowed to carry over a percentage of their annual operating budget each year um, as you know, as as a fund balance, for lack of a better word. The non-profit should be flat zero at the end of the year. Or the end of their their fiscal run. So, my question is, has anybody gone through her books? Because I'm pretty damn sure her books are cooked more than anything I put in the fucking air fryer, man. But that's my opinion. <laughs> um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Joe Exotic, I'm sure his books were never what you would call clean, but... <laughs> I'm sure they weren't. I mean, I'm sure... <laughs> I mean, some of the stories they're telling about some of the money he spent, I just was like, wow. I can't even imagine. I would love to have that kind of money I would to love spend. to have some of that kind of money to spend. I mean, that's just fucking crazy. Um, you know, and, it, and, you know... I actually, you know, here's the thing. I was talking with a friend of mine the other night, and... I, I was saying how I'm looking at going back to, to you know, get more schooling now so I can move forward career-wise. And the comment that was made was, well, why do you want to go back to school? I said, because, you know, six years into trying to build a second career, I realized that not having a degree is holding me back in some ways. So, you know, I want to be at the point, basically I said, I want to be at the point where, if I see a 1981 DMC DeLorean for sale on the side of the road or in Craigslist or somewhere else, I can say, I'm going to buy that, and I can go buy that. Um, if I see a $400 vape mod that I really like and want to buy, I'll be like, eh, I'm going to go buy that, and I can go buy that. Not, not, And I realize that things is not where it's at. Don't get me wrong. But I want to be financially in a position where if that comes along... I want to go buy a $2,000 Tiger, I'd go buy it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to be in a position financially where I can... I'm not saying I would, but I want to be in a position where I can. And the, you know, and the only way I can see to do that is with some schooling. I'm not saying trades are bad. They're not. Unfortunately, I'm at a point in life where... Trades are a little harder to get into. Actually, we're going to pause for just a minute here. Live. Hey, I want to welcome everyone back real fast. Uh, sorry about that pause real fast, but uh, that phone call actually is somebody that's uh, actually with us now that actually owns an actual uh, zoo. Um, it is. Uh, Bill, I'm getting that whiteboard out. Whiteboard? What? The whiteboard for all your actuals. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, Jeff Tyler is uh, via phone with us uh, due to, uh, you know, you got to do that social distancing crap. But he is the owner of the Wild Animal Park um, in Chittenango, New York. Uh, 
Jeff, uh, you want to say hi real fast to all of our listeners? Yeah, how's it going? The uh, well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it, and yeah, thank I, you so I much. know you've you've uh, definitely made some comments about the Tiger King, and you know we're we got talking about it because we're trying to find things to talk about that aren't COVID nineteen. So this happens to be it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, this, this situation with this coming out on Netflix, I think for the uh, creator, couldn't have been a better release time for him because everybody's home and everybody seems to be watching it. Yes. Now, has this? Have you seen any? real effect with you know the fact that this is your business as well has this had any effect towards you do you get more positive more negative just more attention in general um not really it's tough right now because we're closed down if we we're open we get more questions about it and with everything going on there's bigger news but um the overall premise of the show and different actors in it and stuff and the legislative issues we deal with on a non-stop basis um especially from, like, the crazy animal rights people that are always kind of out to attack zoos and any animals in captivity. The, well, well, you, well, that's an interesting, uh, you know, subject, actually, you brought up, because the biggest thing is is uh, this Carol Baskin. Um, she's the seems to be the biggest leader in trying to uh, stop the rights of owning these big cats. Um, yeah, yeah, and now, now yeah, my uh, thing is with this is if that's the case, I don't, I know, I'm sure that's going to hurt you, but will, won't that also hurt her too at the same time? No, um, Carol's batshit crazy, old part of my life, but she is just nuts. She's been nuts. No, don't mind, don't mind your language on our show, trust me, we swear like okay. freaking sailors. <laughs> yeah, she is just a loose cannon. She's nuts. She's always been nuts. Um, I've known her for years in the industry. She's known that way. She's just a horrible, awful person. And it's actually kind of nice to see it come to light because she always plays the victim, plays the one that's, that's out to help save cats. She wants to be the only one to have them. And realistically, her place is dumb. It's all rusty cages. She paints stuff maroon so it hides the rust. Um, it's just, it's not safe the way that they keep them. I think she performs unnecessary medical care on different cats just to film it. I mean, she's not. I mean, that that shows her how bad she is, but she is equally that bad, if not worse. Really? Wow, that's 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 amazing to actually hear firsthand from an actual, you know, owner of a zoo. From somebody that's actually in the business. Somebody that's actually in the business. Um, now, now you have cats of your own. How many cats do you have? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I think I've got like fifteen big cats, somewhere around there. I actually have about five tigers. Um, I'm the largest holder of big cats in any zoo in New York State. Okay. Um, so we have all seven species of big cats. Uh-huh. Um, so we got quite a few. All licensed through the federal government in New York State. We're a uh, we're pretty strict state, so they regulate every aspect of it. <laughs> now, you ain't, tell, you ain't uh, telling me something I don't already know. <laughs> I was I was an EMT in New York State for 24 years. I know all about how the state can oh, be. Yeah. <laughs> but, now, uh, you could fit probably about know, 15 of Carol Baskin's enclosures in one of our enclosures. I mean, it's... And her, the conditions she keeps them in are just are awful, and how she begs people for money is insane. Yeah, I mean, I I've noticed that it seems like her her Facebook page. I, I didn't like it or anything because trust me, I can't I can't stand her. Um, yeah, but, I got blocked a couple years ago. From her yeah, page. yeah, I honestly I honestly think she killed her husband, but that's that's just my <laughs> my, my opinion. But uh, there's there's no there's no thinking. It's a it's an absolute. I think. 
I, I, I got to be honest with you. When I was watching, when she made that comment about, I could never fit him in the grinder. I said, I did a part-time job a couple years ago at a local supermarket, and I worked in the meat department. I know how those things work. And, yes, you could definitely get him in there, and he's coming out in a form that they'd eat. Yeah, she made a comment, too, that just shows how she's just lying. Is that She said that if she fed them to her husband, there'd be bones and stuff left over. Like, tigers eat everything. They bite through a bone like it's nothing. Exactly. We actually, in the diet we feed them, we have to include bones because they need it um, to get the proper nutrition. So mm-hmm. there'd be nothing left of that. For her to say that, just it didn't really make sense. I mean, she really says a bunch of things that that don't add up. I mean, but when you're nuts, you're nuts, I guess. Yeah. I I mean, my most of my knowledge, for lack of a better way of putting it, comes from my experience. I spent 18 years of my career as an EMT working with Onondaga County Parks, which includes the Rosamond Gifford Zoo at Burnett Park. And I got to know some of the keepers up there. And I'll tell you, they, I learned a lot about the big cats because they've always fascinated me. I mean, it's ever since I was a kid and the first time I saw a lion at the old Burnett Park Zoo, I mean, it just fascinated the you-know-what out of me. And it's to see the amount of care that goes into that. And I'm not saying Rosemary Gifford Zoo is perfect. Um, I know people are going to oh, call yeah, me out. Like, but they do have a solid program, and they you know, they, they put a lot of effort and love into it. Um, now, do you, let, do you let people pet your, your big cats or no? No, no. It's, it's been illegal in New York State for any public contact with big cats for a while. Okay. Um, I mean, I probably wouldn't, even if we could, especially, I mean, I've raised most of these cats since they were cubs, and it's not an ego thing, as people try to say, because as soon as they reach a certain size, there is no more handling. You see on that show, a lot of times they're in the enclosure with the animals. We don't do that. Um, We raise them once they get to a size where it's not really safe for myself and my keepers to be in with them. They're in their enclosure. We have separate lockdown areas. It's just not worth taking the chance of somebody getting hurt. Um, or the animal, something bad happened to them. So overall, the main goal of having the big cat is to use them as like an ambassador for education. You want to teach people about the need to protect them, the need for conservation. I mean, they, they pushed that point in the movie, which uh, they said there's more big cats in captivity in America than in the wild. Well, their numbers are all off. There's not 10,000 big cats in, in the United States. I mean, it's all trying to make it sound worse than it is. But there is probably more in captivity. And the way to look at that is, yeah, it's a shocking fact, but it's more shocking and sad that there's not that many cats in the wild. The numbers in the wild are so far down that that's the, that's the part of the statement that is important. It's not that zoos in the United States have too many or, you know, don't take care of them. I mean, I don't think anybody should have a tiger in their backyard, but <laughs> somebody like me that has all the proper licensing and stuff, there's no reason why we can't because without – zoos like ours and other zoos you're not going to have people know what they need to protect exactly absolutely and and actually i'm glad you said that because earlier when we were talking bill and i were talking about uh when i worked at the shelter um one of our big things there was education and our educator did do like i would say three to five programs a week at different schools and that's it would teach these kids what the, you know basically the animals are living beings just like us and we need to be there to protect them because nobody else is going to and oh, and, and it goes yeah, not, even more for the big cats yeah you're not going to teach kids to really get a passion by just showing them pictures in a book they need to see up close how amazing these animals really are mm-hmm. that's what we do we do shows with them we do feedings we do educational talks and it's all in a safe manner. I mean, it's these, 
they, the animals need a voice, and we see ourselves as their voice to speak to people. Um, I've had people attack me saying it's an ego thing. It's not that at all. I mean, I grew up having a passion for animals, and I built the zoo. We basically started from scratch. And I appreciate the Rosemont Gifford Zoo. I grew up going there. They don't really appreciate us, I think, because we take business away from them. But I don't see it as a competition. I tell people, you know, you should visit all quality zoos because, you know, the money goes into taking care of the animals, and that's what's important. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's that is what is really important is trying to keep our zoos alive, you know, especially the ones, you know, like yours or, or like the Rosemont Gifford Zoo, you know, that are treating these animals <laughs> the way they're supposed to be treated and not the way Carol has been treating them, you know, for the last, uh, you know, 20 or some odd years. No, um, cats go to Carol's to die, basically, is what it said. I mean, they, that's not a quality of life. It's amazing when she seems to need money at animal life ends and she raises funds off it. And I don't know. She's like, just, she's what, awesome. is it, what does it cost you to feed, to feed your, uh, to feed your cats a year? Roughly. Um, it's hard to say. Roughly, I go through about 4,000 pounds of meat a month. Damn. Um, we do venison, chicken, beef, a lot of different stuff. So I don't have the exact number. And that whole, the whole, it costs $2,000 to buy a tiger. For one, you can't legally buy them anymore. Um, and yeah, oh, you know, damn, so I guess maybe, I can't get one then. God damn it. <laughs> maybe that was the case, but the house and feed them is where it, it gets super expensive. And, you know, you've got to be able to provide them with, with quality enclosures you need to give them enrichment programs so you're exercising their mind while they're in captivity mm -hmm. there's a lot to it i mean they don't they shouldn't just be locked in small enclosures that look like corn cribs like she has and uh just live their life like that i mean you, i don't know how the cats even stay in her enclosures i gotta say I, that i didn't realize that about the enrichment and all that i mean i'd heard bits and parts of it but i'd like hearing that again because i i can actually see the similarities now where when I was at the shelter, you know, we'd always have enrichment programs for the cats and dogs there because it gave them something to do other than just sit there in a kennel all day waiting for somebody to come in and say they wanted them. Um, yeah, I mean, you want, you want them healthy physically, but you want them healthy mentally also. And it could be a simple thing as different scent enrichments around their enclosure, switching up different things, uh, a ball with meat inside it you freeze meat in a big ice cube or you, you hide food for primates around there's there's so many different methods of enrichment and it's really important there's there's a, there's a thing that people need to understand is there's animal rights which are radical crazy people like PETA, like oh. humane society oh States. jesus <laughs> but then there's then there's um animal welfare which is actually caring about the care of animals and that's not trying to assign them human rights and ban everybody from having them but animal welfare is important where you've got to really make sure the animals get quality care true i um a good friend of mine from high school actually is in uh agriculture adv is ag agriculture advocacy and we we talk on a regular basis because uh, her daughters have a whole facebook youtube whole social media stream um actually i'm gonna give them a quick shout out if you don't mind it's new york farm girls ny farm girls um, they, they try to show the, the humane side of farming, you know, dairy and beef farming. And I'll tell you, I've seen what some of these people, and I use that term loosely in this aspect, have said to them. I mean, some of the stuff that's been posted there, and, you know, their mom being a good friend of mine, it asked me if, you know, I joined the group with, you know, not, to, as an, as an editor and just as a member of the Facebook group, because she knows my snarky wit and, um, 
I, I'll admit, I do enjoy putting these people in their places sometime, but I've seen some of the stuff these people have posted to them. And we're talking teenage girls that are getting pictures of them shared back with a, 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 a chicken or something holding a gun and blowing their brains out. I mean, oh, yeah. very graphic stuff, and it's I, I've seen this, and it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I, I love the whole like thing with whole with with Carol when Carol like posted a picture of her and her staff holding freaking oh the dead rabbits, rabbits. you know, rabbit, all bloody yeah. and stuff like that. Now you're you know, and, and you're supposed to be all about PETA and you know and, and I well and shit like that. And my thing is, I, I see a rabbit, I, I think of a rabbit as a pet, you know. Well, here's the thing, I'll, I'll throw my two cents in on this is that I understand. Where they were coming from, the concept that, because as it was explained, is that yay, we got rabbits to feed them, which is good for their their diet. But I think it was presented extremely poorly for social media. It was. I mean, that was. Well, I mean, if you watch the show and you watch her interviews, like there's lights on, nobody at home with Carol. I mean, she is not an intelligent human being. No. I mean, she was picked up walking down the street. She wasn't wandering down the street. She was a prostitute. Florida when she got picked up. Like, that's what people need to understand. She isn't some classy person. She's no. always been a worthless individual. She still is today. I, um, I was telling Bill earlier, I said, I, I openly admit, I, when I was a, a younger, I did a lot. I was in 4-H, and my mom got us into 4-H, and I did a lot of the whole public presentation. So public speaking is kind of my forte, and I love doing my Facebook and YouTube videos. So being as I'm also a Leo, I say, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit of an attention whore, but I got nothing on what she does. Oh my, I, I've never seen somebody beg for attention so blatantly and it's like she's using the cats as her means to get attention, and that's kind of scary to me. And the funny thing is, she's not even using her cat; she's also using her husband. Yeah. Which one? The new one, Howard. Howard. Oh my god! Exactly. Like the the video that like he made about trying to stick up for her, he had no like. He was reading a script she wrote. I think. Uh, uh, you're you're married, right? No, I'm not. No, you're not. Okay. Okay, well, okay, well, still, so, you, okay, know. Okay, so, you know, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm engaged. But <laughs> if I'm gonna do a video to stick up for my wife, girlfriend, you know, fiance, I'm gonna be more, you know, energetic and probably angry if someone's talking bad about my freaking, you know, my significant other. And he just did not have no emotion. No, no, you can say he's just like I don't know. He's we, we, we can we can we can we can safely say that Carol holds his balls very tight and probably squeezes them. She's got them in her purse. I know he's next in line. The thing that people don't realize too is there's people that still support her. I don't understand how after all this has come out. But they are bullies. They've been bullies. What started out this whole thing with Joe Exotic um, is they were going and I had him like it showed the show and calling malls, calling places like going and trying yep. to use all their supporters to bully places out of using there's other animal acts that they call fairgrounds or they they put a message out she's got over a million followers two million something like that and all she does is put out a message with a phone number call this place and bully them that's all she is she's a weak individual i don't understand how people still support her i really really don't they're just blind it's not like she has a nice place um like i, said, I just you can't stress how awful she is in the movie rink says you know i think everybody said they wishes carol baskins is dead mm-hmm. that's the truth in the animal world and that's not a bad it sounds really bad but if you knew her that is how people feel because she attacks people's livelihoods she attacks people she wants to destroy people 
I, it, and, and she did because in, in not even not even Joe, but I was reading an article that someone posted that she was also a uh, predatory lender, predatory lender, private lender, um, which is I guess illegal, I guess. <laughs> and she charged this person like something like fourteen percent, and oh, within six months or to a year, you'll be able to refinance. And like she ended up like literally making this woman completely fucking broke, where she had to sell her house back to Carol. For three grand, and the, for, for and the house and the house was worth two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. She's awful, man. It's it's hard. It's, people don't get it. And I, you know, what scares me is that this next episode Netflix is going to release is going to try to twist things from people or how they're feeling, or it's going to show Joe in a new way. I, Joe is all about attention. Um, I mean, I don't have a personal problem with him, but I think you're going to see him come out with the interviews and, and turn it around to all of a sudden he's reformed and he's lived in a cage for a year and a half and now he's against animals in captivity, which what you've got to understand is he's a showman mm-hmm. and he knows that that's going to get him more attention. So if that's my guess. Maybe I'm wrong. It's going to come out. He's going to turn his back on the entire industry that he was a part of. And maybe he won't, but it just I can just see kind of some hints. I, I, think, he, I think he still loves the cats and loves that life. Um, the, the thing is, I think what happened with him was, is because even, he even said it, he, I guess he turned in doc, I guess. Um, no, he didn't turn doc in. No, it was the other guys. I mean, he, uh, Oh, Jeff. I, I met him out a few years ago and I've, I've met him, been around him a couple of times. He's definitely different. He's eccentric. He's out there. When I met him, <laughs> he, uh, he genuinely cared about the animals and people are saying, Oh, he abused them. That's not really proven per se. Is the only proof you have is skulls that they dug up. Um, they have bullet holes, and then uh, a zookeeper that now works for Jeff Lowe, which is a suspect. But the thing you got to understand, he has three to four hundred cats on that property. When I when I stopped there and visited that place, there was three to four hundred cats. It didn't smell. It was clean. It had nice landscape, and the animals were all super healthy. A lot of the footage you see in the end where it doesn't look good and it's muddy it even made me cringe but that was after carol sued him he lost all his money jeff came in i jeff's a clown but he uh not as much money was going into the animals jeff was bigger than a joke yeah i but i mean he genuinely i think cared originally i don't but when you have three or four hundred animals you're gonna have animals of all different ages so you're gonna have cats that are 15 16 years old now he may go out and a cat can't get up and get down. And at that point in its life, euthanasia is the mm-hmm. best option for them. And he may have, I mean, he may have shot them in the head as a form of euthanasia. Not, people might not agree with that, but it's instant. It does put them out of their misery, whether yep. you agree with it or not. And it doesn't mean that he abused those animals. And no. Like I said, the, the one zookeeper that said that he did, uh, the guy that in the end looked like he just, I don't know, did tons of drugs and passed out on the bed. Now you see his pictures with Jeff Lowe and the whole group. So he's in collaboration with them. So he was a, a, a loyal employee to Joe, but he, he did the same as everybody else. He just stabbed in the back, and now he's with Jeff Lowe. So you can't really trust anything. I mean, you saw everybody selling out in that movie for fame. The one person, well, there were two people. There was... Um, the, the girl that, that lost her arm. And then there was uh, Rink. Rink was loyal from the beginning. He was the most normal person. That was the guy other than his car was a clown 
uh, skeleton guy in it, but you've heard yeah. him like sound logical through the whole thing, and he mm-hmm. never turned his back on Joe, um, which I give him a lot of credit because you got a movie coming coming in, people are trying to get all this attention. He could have easily said stuff and been on the other side, but he stayed loyal right to the end. I mean, a recent interview, he said he hasn't called Joe since he's been in prison because he knows Joe can't stop himself from talking and talking, even though they're li- you know they're listening over the prison phone. And I mean, he was loyal. I give him credit out of the whole show. Absolutely, and and the other one I, I give credit to, and I kind of feel bad for, is actually his campaign manager. Um, he oh, kind of got he kind of got trapped into going after Joe for court because he was told, well, either you're going to be team government or team Joe, and this was being told by fucking a federal agent. And I'm like, wait a minute here. Yeah. I, it, the well, whole thing is like, there's it's so suspect the entire thing. I'm not I'm not a conspiracy person, but I believe that you know. It was such a weak case. They they set him up. They pushed. Did, did Joe Honor dead? Probably, but it was almost like um, Jeff Lowe working with the feds and working with whatever. They pushed him to it. It wasn't he wanted her killed. And wanted to put the money up to let's do it. Well, I, it I my my theory is yeah. My theory is is Jeff's trying to get out of some hot water somewhere. Right, um, he had all these charges in Vegas for sneaking cubs into casinos and doing a fuck. I mean, Jeff, he's just a horrible person. And watching him now, he's pathetic. But uh, the thing is, is, he had tons of charges that he was facing. Now he's not in trouble. Now he's got a zoo without a problem. Like, where'd all these charges go? Exactly. And it was all, and the movie kind of portrayed it as they talked Joe into it. Did he want to do it? Oh, probably. I mean, a lot of people would love to see it. I mean, it's, but. How do you push somebody into it while you're working with the feds? And the thing is, when the case went to the government or went to them, they had a weak case. But when you go for the murder for hire case, when you add the animal abuse charges, everybody hates animal abuse. Animal abuse is awful. But when you put those charges with the other charges, it instantly becomes a, a guilty case um, because people hate animal abuse, which is rightfully so. But when they pair those together, and Joe, I, I don't know, I think he represented himself, which. I mean, he's not a lawyer. I don't. I don't know. It's it's, it's just crazy. I think that it, the whole well, thing. Well, if he is if he, if he represented himself or didn't, um, and if he had lawyers, obviously his lawyers weren't doing a very good fucking well, job. They they say that the man who represents himself has a fool for a client. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> oh, that's for sure. I mean, I guarantee. I mean, you watched the show. He was saying things that he just made himself sound horrible. I mean, he could have avoided that whole million dollar lawsuit if he just stopped using the copyright stuff, which. It's ridiculous. The thing that people don't understand, people donate to Big Cat Rescue. You know how much money that she spends on lawyers and suing people? Like, people think they're donating to go to the animals and animal care. Like, she, I don't know, it's three or four million dollars, like $500,000 goes towards animal care. Maybe it's not, that's nothing. Like, with my park, we put so much of our revenue back into animal care. She donates money to, to Congress people um, mm-hmm. to try to pass new laws. And why is she donating Thank you. money <laughs> from donate or take money from donations and giving them to politicians. I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, it's, it's their third to see. There's I, I, I spoke up and I said this was a fucking political move. Well, I was, I felt that she had, it feels like she has somebody or some people in her pocket. That's right. And I sure. said that, and I said that since I watched the show, okay? Uh, I'll get into a little bit of my, my situation I had uh, uh, a, a, about a year ago, okay? Um, I, I dealt with PETA people. They're fucking horrible-ass motherfuckers. Um only because, only because I had a pet pig, and I live in the village of Salve, okay? Um, I'm sure you probably saw me on the fucking news. <laughs> um, I had a pet pig in the village of Salve. 
Didn't know I couldn't have it. It's classified as an exotic pet here in this village, um, which is only a code violation. Okay. Yeah. Oh. They fucking arrested me and my wife, fiance, on fucking, like, I was like eight counts. Oh, wow. One was a conspiracy to owning a pet pig. A conspiracy charge. A fucking first degree fucking charge. Felony charge. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, I got it all dropped. Um, but yeah, what you gotta understand is all these these politicians, every they they get bought off by the animal, animal rights. And, and that's and that's exactly what happened. And that's what happened because I was at the time trying to run for the village board, and they were trying to shut me the fuck up. <laughs> you know, and so what they do? Oh fuck it! You know what? He's got a fucking pet pig, so let's uh, let's arrest him and fucking you know and put all these charges on him. And for the record, I actually still had some contact. I still do have some contacts over at CNYSPCA, and I made a phone call the next day, talked to a couple people I know over there. They said that the pig was happy and healthy, and there was no issues with it. Yeah, and that was a fun- that they was a funny thing. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that was funny. That's how actually Jim and I actually became really good friends. Was actually through that whole fucking ordeal. It, it, it's kind of funny, you know, because you know the PETA people don't give a fuck about anything. But all they see is oh, animal cruelty charges. My wife and I were getting fucking messages from PETA people, fucking calling us horrible names and exactly.
Dan Ash is equally as awful of a person as, as Carol Baskins. He just he abused it on the federal level when he was at U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and, and it's it, it's a shame because you know I mean we need zoos and people like you and you know and and, and not people like Carol Baskin you know we, we need the actual real people that are actually trying to preserve the wildlife and show the actual you know education of it there there's to our, no to our, to our younger generation that uh, may not know. There's well, no. If you ask PETA what they'd rather see, if they'd rather see me have tigers here and educate and have a zoo, or me not be able to, but if I wasn't able to and animals would go extinct, they're fine with animals going extinct mm-hmm. as long as I can't have them in captivity. And that's really a disturbing way to look at it. I mean, you can't. It's, it's insane that they hey, just Jim, they don't really care about animals. They, they don't. The, uh, I'd love to get that bitch on the show just to make her look dumb. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see her in a orange jumpsuit. Yeah, that, I would love to see that one, too. She's so guilty, and, I mean, there's just, it, it's insane. I don't know how people still support us. So, 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 so where do you, where do you. like, hashtag Team Carol. It's like, what, what a bunch of idiots. Yeah. What do you think, where do you think she put uh, his body? Um, I, I bet you she, she fed him with the tigers. I mean, that would probably be <laughs> the easiest way. I don't. She wouldn't necessarily need to put them through a meat grinder to feed them the tigers. I mean, they're going to eat her, feed them. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the whole her story makes zero sense. I mean, there's definitely some. Well, she's got a, she's got a swamp there behind her house, behind her property too, doesn't she? What's that? Isn't there a swamp or something like like wetland behind her property somewhere? Yeah, I don't know about that. I I've never been there. They probably wouldn't allow me to, to enter her property. I mean, it's just we're all making it. Hey, we're all going to take a trip to Florida. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Knock on her fucking you know, door. The problem is she's taking some cats with PETA and like attack facilities from like quality house homes and take them to her place and she just gets them awful places to live. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen a facility, big zoos or whatever, do as many medical procedures as she does. She does health checks and she knocks them down with anesthesia all the time. Like, that's not good to just constantly knock animals down with anesthesia unless it's absolutely necessary. Exactly. She is, she is absolutely not. Yeah, I saw that because I, I, I saw one of the videos where she was doing a routine uh, dental check. Yeah, knocking the animals down. Is, is that, now, do you do a routine dental check or only if that's needed? You know, it's needed. You you can observe the animals. You can feed them in different ways. You can train them. A lot of people are really good at training for voluntary. You know, they open their mouths where you can see. But you don't want to knock animals down just to knock them down. It puts them at risk. I mean, anytime yeah. you're putting an animal under, there's a chance they could knock them out of it. And I don't know, she just seems to do it as a regular routine. Like, she just loves knocking animals out. And I mean, she had them down one time, and she's doing her paw print photos while there are pictures that you can buy while they're knocked out i mean she's just man she is not yeah, and, and i'm gonna I want is a i'm actually i want to i want to throw in my two cents there i agree with that because even in the grooming side of things um out of all like i specialize in dogs with behavioral issues um and even those dogs i only have one that comes in with any type of medication on him 
And honestly, the only reason he comes in with meds in him is because I didn't realize when I started grooming him that he was coming in with meds. But generally, we will not groom an animal, cat or dog, if they've been medicated for the simple fact that you can't monitor their stress levels unless you have the vet equipment to monitor them with. And we never want to put any type of animal in danger if, you know, during a grooming process. So, you know, it's true. It's, it's just like with people. Too many meds is a bad thing. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I I do a lot of work with like house cats and dogs, and I, you know we joke about it, but locally a lot of people refer to me as the cat whisperer, or the dog whisperer of Syracuse because I take in dogs for grooming that nobody else will even touch because they'd happily take your face off. But I even I I honestly big cats, <laughs> I'll watch from afar. I am good with that. I mean it, that's. They're just, but they're magnificent to watch, but I, I wouldn't want to be stepping in like that. No, sir. Thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing you got to understand is that they're always wild animals. And that's what people like, oh, they're, they're wild. You shouldn't have them in captivity. Yeah, they're wild animals, but like you have to respect them for what they are. And we really do do that at our park. I mean, we appreciate every cat. They're part of our family. We, it's not an ego thing. It's, it's a part of the park and education, but it, it's, it's there they belong in the wild they should be released people say yeah release them they'll starve to death in like two weeks i mean they, they don't know how to hunt or anything they were all the cats you have now in captivity here in the united states all were born in captivity none of them were ripped out of the wild like they like to say i mean people are just dumb they say dumb things well release them well you see what kiko though the whale that the killer whale that these radical no rights groups had released and that died of starvation out in the ocean yep and it's just yeah i mean they just they don't make sense their their mission doesn't make sense i mean it's it's crazy it, it, it really is i mean and and, and you know and it, and like you said beta doesn't get it they don't understand a goddamn thing um it's a business. It's a business, like you said. Yep, I, I think. I think overall, I think my biggest thing is that if we can, as a as a society, can take something away from this whole Tiger King, is that maybe if we can raise awareness of the need for these places, like like your zoo, that show people what we're trying to preserve, what we're trying to save, and to actually be able to see that this the absolute magnificence of, and, and I'm not even blowing that up. It is really just a beauty to watch the big cats as they just walk along. I mean, it's, I, I've watched the tigers up at Burnett Park Zoo, and I'll tell you, just to watch them walk, it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful just to watch them walk. Oh, I, mean, yeah. it, I mean, it's absolutely have, amazing. If they want to help, I mean, there's, there's more to this, you know, they want to help. Why aren't they stopping the poaching? Why aren't they stopping? You hear about these wet markets. Like, that's the big thing you hear about with this pandemic. The wet markets, they're talking about bats and dogs and cats, which are disgusting. But you don't realize that at those same wet markets, in the back alleys, there's tiger bones, tiger skin, because they believe it's medicinal. You grind up their bones. There's pangolins, like six ton of pangolin scales were just caught going into, like, China. And they get sold in these markets. Six ton. You know how big a pangolin is? It's not that big. That's thousands and thousands of penguins. So let's Damn. stop the third world countries from eating them and using them for stupid things that don't make any sense to protect them. Then maybe they'll be in the wild or more in the wild. They just 
but they don't want to go after it. They'd rather come after quality facilities. That being said, maybe there isn't facilities that should have these animals, and I'm not saying everyone's perfect, but we should let them weed themselves out with with uh, free enterprise. If they don't have a nice facility, people shouldn't support them. If you have a quality facility, then they get supported, they have money, then they're, then they're good. But, I mean, these animal rights groups use videos from, like, the 70s and 80s. We've come a long ways from then, especially yep. in the private sector of zoos. Um, the only difference, really, between me and, say, Rosemont Gifford is they're publicly funded. They get millions of dollars. Yep. They, uh, I'm technically a business, but as I was talking to you guys earlier, we don't take donations. It's a, it's a business. Our money comes in from the gates and comes in from our gift shop, and it all goes back into animal care. Um, and we just want to provide a quality park for people to see the animals, learn about them. And it is my living. It's my job. It's, it's what I do, and I love what I do. Yeah, I, I'm going to say this now. Um, if you're actually looking for a zoo to go to, um, you know, I, I'm not going to throw Rosemont Gifford Zoo under the bus. By any means. No, they're a nice zoo. I grew up um, there. I, I but but I'd rather see people go to your zoo, okay, to help you feed your animals um, and help you be able to, you know, maintain their quality of life. Um, so if... This year, you're looking for a zoo to go to after this pandemic is done and over with, um, hopefully soon. <laughs> um, go out to the Wild Animal Park out in Chittenango, New York. Yeah, we're, um, we're definitely scheduling a trip out there once this is over are, with. <laughs> once this is all over, we are going to schedule a trip out there and actually come to the podcast <laughs> out there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll even bring my kids, uh, um, and they can run around with their mom and stuff yeah, like that. No, I, for sure. And that's what the thing is, like, my zoo right now, everybody's got uncertainty. We're uncertain. We don't know what it is. But these animals mean so much to myself, to my family, that I don't care. I used to be a landscaper before I had the zoo. If I have to go back to cutting lawns to not have them go and end up in a sanctuary as bad as these things are, sanctuaries aren't necessarily good. I will do whatever it takes. These animals will stay here for the rest of their lives. Um, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. If you ever need help or need volunteers, you know what? I'd be glad to take a weekend and come out there and volunteer and help out. Oh, I appreciate that. Same. You know, I mean, because I mean, that's 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 what needs to be done is keeping you know zoos like yours open and you know and just helping out you know the preservation of these animals, and, and these cats, and not just the cats, you know, all you the know, animals, all the animals, um, <laughs> because it is it's it's unfortunate that you know you couldn't put them back out in the wild because they've been born in captivity, like you said, um, because they they would they would starve to get starve to oh, death, yeah, you know. Or, or they be, or they don't, they they don't enjoy their quality of life that they have. You know, they get interaction with the keepers. They get fed. They get vet care. They have a big enclosure. They don't have to worry about being poached. They don't have to hunt for their food. I mean, most all your animals in the wild, in the end of their life, they die of starvation when they lose the ability to find food. That's a horrible way. You figure a tiger eats 60, 70 pounds every three days because they don't eat every day. But once they lose that ability to hunt because of, say, arthritis or they break down, they starve to death. How is that quality of life to end? And it's, Absolutely. You know, captivity for them, if you give them the right conditions, isn't bad. Yeah, I mean, it's really what that comes down to as far as end-of-life care. I mean, anybody that's got a cat or dog at home, a pet that's part of their family, they know that at some point they're going to have to make that decision to make that appointment at the vet. And as um, – as much as it kills us all, it's you know it's you can't sit there and watch them suffer either. I I, I totally get that. No, and we have a vet, you know, that 
we use and any issues we have not we have a vet will come out as much as we possibly need it the thing with animals is they don't they can't talk so you don't know you have to look for signs with them so if we see a little Absolutely. sign of something's wrong with them we call the vet out they're the they're the professionals they're the experts at it and that's part of a quality facility is having a great vet program and we actually we have that we've got amazing vets that we work with um we, we just make sure, you know, these animals get the, the best care they possibly can get. Some of the enclosures I built in the beginning, we're tearing down, we're doing bigger, better. We're always looking to improve, and that's important. Yeah, I, I actually, I went on your I went on your actual page, and I saw that you're you're doing a new enclosure for, I believe it's your bears? Yeah, we've got a bunch of new enclosures going up. We've got a new bear enclosure that's just okay. the biggest project I've ever undertaken. And, uh, it, 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 yeah, I'll tell you right now, that, thing, that place looked huge. It, it looked yeah, huge. It's big, it's detailed, it's got pond and waterfall in it, you know, just stuff that the bears will enjoy. We're doing a brand new leopard enclosure, a new follow deer enclosure, a new kangaroo enclosure. And some of these enclosures, I didn't need to redo. They had good enclosures, but I just want it to be bigger, better. I want the quality that the Absolutely. materials to use. Um, Absolutely. That's what people seem to enjoy. Is, you know, when you come to the park every year, it's, it's upgraded and different. And then... That's and that's and that's what and that's what needs to happen. I mean, and like I said, nothing against like you know Rosemont Gifford Zoo or anything like that. But you go there and it's like one of those things where like okay, you go there once and you don't really want to go again because it's like you've seen it already once and it's nothing new. They oh, don't no, I like anything. I like going on a regular basis. I won't lie. One of my big attractions to go to the zoo is to catch the penguin feeding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I get that. Yeah. I mean, th- there are those it's things. A, it's a nice. And it is a nice place. I'll give them that. But you know the thing is, you see the difference between government and private entity. Yes. You see where we can do stuff quicker, we can do stuff cheaper, we can do we can switch things up easier. We don't have to go through all this red tape. Um, and it just shows. I mean, they have a lot more money than we have, but we try to try to you know do equal, if not nicer, enclosures if we can. They they have more money. You just spend it better. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is too. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, what you're doing at your zoo compared to Rosemont Giver Zoo is you're spending the money uh, more than what they are doing because you're trying to make the enclosures bigger. You're trying to make them better. You're trying to. And you don't have to get approval from eight politicians. You to don't do have it. to get approval from eight politicians and a whole board to do it. You can just do it. You know. Right. Oh, you don't have to pay prevailing wage. You don't have to. I mean, we pay well, but it's so different. Um, and we don't, yeah, we don't have to wait on the approvals. We don't have to have twenty-year plans for things. I mean, our biggest addition we ever did was the giraffe. It was huge, and um, it, it was like a two-year process. We decided we were going to get them. We started working on enclosure designs, how they'd work, and you know, we got the giraffe. Nice. I actually, the funny part is the other day I was just, uh, a video floated up through Facebook on my feed about, it was two giraffes, for lack of a better term, battling it out. And I'll tell you, that was just unique to watch. And, and I realized that, I'm not saying it was a good thing. I'm just saying it was, it was definitely unique to watch to see how they go back and forth. My, my, yeah, I mean, you're talking two probably uh, males fighting their Oh yeah, that was just—I was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now you—you had—you had your draft. I think it's April, right? That went viral. No, no, you had to say that. No, no, April's <laughs> not our draft. April's at another nice facility down in uh, uh, Harpersville, 
film New York called Animal Adventure. Okay. We, uh, okay. we have Jason Jazz and the giraffe. Um, we were the first ones in the central New York area um, to get giraffe. Um, they got giraffe shortly after us, but no, he has April down there. Um, okay. Which, like I said, it's, a, it's another nice facility. People want to go visit quality facilities. That's another one to, to visit. Well, here's one other thing is that being as during this whole thing we're we're promoting local businesses, this ties right in because you know the wild is definitely a local business and you know we're more than happy. I'm we're thrilled that you were willing to talk with us and you know we're if we can help promote you and once this is done get more people out there to see you and see what you've got to offer, I'm thrilled with that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I appreciate it. You know what the thing is is I mean we've made some posts, you know. Um what's going on and we've had probably hundreds of people reach out wanting to donate donate money different things and every person that's tried to donate money what i tell them is listen i'm a business um i don't want your donations there's probably other organizations that really really need them but if they want to support us and help our business once we get open come out pay admission pay for animal feed go to our gift shop buy supplies i feel like as a business i need to be giving a product to them for their money i i can't just take money from them and i never would and that that's actually to be honest it's refreshing to hear that it's it's it's, it's very honorable because you know like jim's saying yes it's very refreshing to hear because you're not about you're not about getting the money from donations you're about you know trying to make the money by trying to get people to come into your it's like my wife and i say it's like my wife and i say because having the grooming shop you know we have people like specifically with cat grooming i'm going to bring it up just because again we're talking about cats but when somebody brings a cat in and they're like well i think my cat needs to be shaved down okay a shave down that's 95 dollars. shave down bath ears nails the works now if they come in and the cat's got like two small mats on its rump and doesn't need to be shaved down we're going to look at them and say listen we can shave the cat down if you want to, but you you know you don't need it. And most of the time, people are very happy to hear that. And are you know we're not instead of making ninety five dollars on that on that service, we're now making twenty bucks or thirty bucks. But by the same token, it's not always about the money. Yes, you're a business, but it's not always about the money. It's about you know the ideal behind it, which is it's it's about the animals. It's for the sure, what's I, best I for them. We just did a post recently that I uh, that we are going to do animal adoption. A few people thought we were really adopting out the actual animal, but we're just looking at it as a way to raise money, not as donations. Basically, when you adopt an animal, you get a stuffed animal, you get a picture, you get a certificate, and we send it all to you for a certain price. And I had a couple people that actually came on there and were attacking me, bringing up my house, bringing up what I do with my off-time race, race cars, or bringing up my car that I have. And just attacking, and I was I like, about it. I am not asking for donations. But in the same sense, as people need to understand that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a business. It's really cool with some animals, so I really could raise money very easily based on people loving animals. But at these times, if a business is asking for donations, you can't jump to the conclusion that, oh, they're a business, they're a horrible thing. You've got businesses that four months ago were rocking, looking forward to a great year. Something completely out of their control happened on the other side of the world, and now they might lose it all. So if you see businesses that are trying to raise money, you can't instantly go think they're horrible. They may be fighting for their lives for their kids to have food on the table. I mean, exactly. it's like unchartered territory right exactly. now. Exactly. But, I mean, the people need to have an open mind and understand, okay, yeah, they're a business. But maybe they really need it. It's it's sad this whole situation. But the worst part about it is 
a lot of businesses are going to go under beyond their control. It wasn't like they made poor investing decisions. They 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 bought too much of this or that. It's something out of their control. This is my tenth season. I was going in. I had a great winter. We did animal counters. I was psyched. We got a new train ride we're at. We invested like five hundred thousand dollars in the park, like just putting all this ready for a rocking year. And now we don't know how long we're we'll gonna be open, what we're gonna get for income, but we're just putting our heads down. We're fighting through it. We're gonna make get through whatever we have to. But it's not. This is beyond everyone's control. So they just need to support local. What are you? What are you, what are you charging? What are you charging for adoption? Can I ask? I, I think we, we're still figuring out. We're doing Easter baskets right now that we're selling. So we're we're gonna get through those and do the adoption. They may be forty, they may be fifty dollars. Um, but like I said, they're gonna get a pretty good size stuffed animal, a picture, talk about the animal. I mean, we're gonna That's try awesome. to make it worthwhile for them, and you know, and you know what, uh, you know what, reach out, reach out to me and uh, put us probably down for probably BJ and coffee. We won't do it. And, oh, and, we'll, it, and yeah. we'll definitely do, uh, we'll definitely do one of your animals. Yeah, we'll we'll be posting on our Facebook page, and um, you know, like everything that we, I mean, we have, the funny thing is, like a week before all this happened, we got a huge shipment in of stuffed animals and toys and stuff, right, getting ready for opening. You know, we're ready to have a big year. Then all this came down, so our gift shop is full of stuff. So we're just looking at ways. Hey, what can we do to sell this stuff? It'll go towards the animal care. It'll go towards paying the bill on the stuff. Anything we can do, and that's where the adoption come into play. People are getting a product, but it's yeah. in the parks too. How much are you? And, uh, how much are you selling the Easter baskets for? Um, we sell them for. They start at thirty dollars, and it's whatever people want to spend on them. We so far we've done over a couple hundred baskets. We've been nonstop making them up. Um, if people want to order them, you have to order them by uh, tomorrow afternoon to be able to get them shipped to you. But right through the week, we're going to be making them. People can pick them up at the park. Um, it's a really cool thing. You know, we just a buddy of mine at Zoo is doing it, and we decided to try it, and it just took off. So that's awesome. That's thing awesome. We can do to just keep keep going. You know, that's what. In this sense, you gotta just put your head down and fight through it, mm-hmm. and uh, just keep yeah, on absolutely, going. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, we even got to the point with the grooming shop where we told people because we every time we try to go out to find cleaning supplies, they're all everybody's already hoarded them all out. But we actually put it out there that you know instead of tipping with cash, if you because it's just the wife and I, you know, they said if you instead of tipping with cash, if you want to tip with cleaning supplies, we're fine with it. I'll tell you, our customers they came through in spades. I'll tell you best thing ever is customers that care and i'll tell you it's really as much as i can sit here and complain about you know what's going on in the world i'll tell you i've seen just the the awesome i 24 years as an emt i saw a lot of the bad side of people right now we've seen some bad but we're seeing a lot of the good side of people too and that's very refreshing to me to see oh absolutely there's so many good good people in this world and that's where i think we'll be all right and you know once we get opened up i know from our standpoint, we know our visitors are going to come out, support us. And right now, my whole outlook is, is we're going to fight. If I take out loans, I am not laying off any zookeepers. I'm going to, you know, they, they worked hard through the winter. That's part of our business is, you know, that kind of tough sucks getting through the winter. It's cold. You deal with frozen water buckets. But the, the thing is, your goal is to get through winter and have the nice weather come and be open and more hours. And that's where, like, the keepers have gotten us to this point. So we're not going to lay anybody off. We're going to keep on going and just and the, that's the other unique thing is it's not like we can slow down for say like budgeting like stop and say okay we're gonna wait and see because i have to have the zoo ready at any point when they say okay you can open back up so our train ride that we're putting in i can't pause it i gotta keep right on going we gotta do our landscape and we gotta do all our standing everything because we don't know when we're gonna be open but 
Yeah, I mean, it could be tomorrow. I mean, it's... Yeah, you don't know. I mean, so we're still, still going at it. I mean, it's, it's uh, kind of like an all-in thing. Like, hey, we're, we're committed now, so we might as well get it totally ready. And, and do I think that we'll knock on one hopefully the government's going to come through with some loans and grants and stuff for everybody to keep it going, so... Yeah, I mean, the good thing is, is i got to say, the federal government is coming through for the small businesses. Um, I'd like to see more of it, but... Uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to get in politics, but... Uh, yeah, no, we'll see what comes down. I think, you know, this is the time that, that's not political sizes. I think everybody, you know, come together and you've got to save your small businesses. They're the, the heartbeat of America. And absolutely. Without them, we are in big trouble. And I think they know that. And if you have to give out money and give out loans, it's necessary. I mean, it's it's tough pill to swallow knowing going into this year that we're great financial shape to go. And now we might have take out finances just to live to get by but it's part of it you know as long as they get the money available that we can borrow to keep things going that's that's what's important right now what what is what is your charge for adults and for children um i gotta look i think we're like 11.99 for children i think we're 13.99 for adults that's it that's um, it wow wow <laughs> yeah yeah crazy man though like you wouldn't believe like that's super reasonable PR people sometimes still think it's expensive and this 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 what we try to tell people is, listen, we're a 12-month-a-year operation. We're only open six months, but we're feeding, we're cleaning, we're heating the winter for all these animals all year round. So we've got to make enough in those six months to keep it going. And then you look at a situation like this. If we lose three months of our season, we still have 12 months of bills to cover. If we lose our whole season, I've got to get through six months of mass bills. And the winter is the most expensive because you have to heat more. Yep. Animals eat more because they burn more energy. Like, yep, absolutely. The zoo field or zoo industry, whatever you want to call it, is a unique situation. I mean, similar to amusement parks, but you can shut down your costs a little bit. We have to feed nonstop, and we have to clean nonstop. And we, I will not sacrifice the diets of the animals or any aspects of animal care. Um, so we're going to do whatever it takes to keep on going. Absolutely, and that's a great thing to hear, you know, that you're, you're doing everything you can right now to, to keep going and you know, you're, you're pushing through this whole pandemic, um, business, you know, for your, you know, for your business and for, and for your animals, you know, because I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, you know? And, uh, you know, my wife actually brought something up. She wanted me to ask is now how many trainers are there for your animals? Is it, you know, do you have to be trained in Pacific animals or can like one trainer do multiple animals? You know, my, my trainers are my trainers. My zookeepers are pretty versatile. Um, when we hire someone, um, we look for someone that's got education or experience in the animal care field or the farming. You know, I, I nine out of ten zookeepers that grew up on farms are better than and don't have a college education are better than the ones that go to school for four years and have never worked with animals. Um, but we look for quality individuals that, that have experience with animals or worked on farms, and, and we kind of try to train them so that, you know, they can work with other animals. Some people are specific. Some people, you know, safety is huge, especially with your big cats. Um, Absolutely. So we take extra precautions with them. We don't, we make sure that whoever's taking care of them are qualified. With our carnivores, we do teams of two um, because you don't want just a, a lone person doing it. Um, you want somebody on the lookout, you know, for everything to watch safety measures. Um, and that's part of the challenge with all this going on right now is you've got to be careful that, you know, the, there is social distancing, especially with our keepers, because they're going home at night. We're essential. You know, that animals have to be cared. Then they're coming together. If all of a sudden you had something come through and the whole zookeeping staff got something, how would you keep 
take care of the animals if everybody's out and sick. So it's, it's, it's pretty challenging right now with everything, you know, just telling people, wash your hands, stay apart, ride in different gators, um, just take every precaution you can. I mean, hopefully we're going to get through this sooner than later. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I know everybody's dealing with it. Um, I'm just, well, like it, said, we're just putting our heads down, trying to work through it. And I got to say, I, I'm I'm glad to see that you know, as of right now, you're staying close because of you know this whole you know COVID nineteen. Um, I did see that crazy uh, Jeff Lowe actually tried to keep his business open, um, and actually had the police show up to his actual zoo and uh, <laughs> shut him down. Just shut him down and almost probably was arrested for it. Uh, uh, it's too bad that he wasn't. I mean, Jeff Lowe, we didn't really talk about him a lot, but he's 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 a con man. He, you know, that, that nanny that he put a picture of, that, the whole story that shows his, his life and how he, he lives is he paid an Instagram model from Vegas to come in and stand in the picture and say that it was his nanny because he wants people to think he's this, this guy that gets all these women. But dude, is so ugly. He's just got no personality. He, he's an awful con man, human being. He took advantage of Joe. Joe was sued by Carol. He needed somebody to come in and. You know, that guy, I mean, it, it just the way he dresses alone is like <laughs> He dresses like he's still That's fucking, he, he dresses like he's 15 years old from like back in the yeah, 90s. He, he really does. Like, I don't know, he looks like he's ready to go to a Skid Row concert or something. There's a there's another theory out there that I noticed that's been posted around uh, a few of the pages uh, that, you know, that, I mean, I know you're on one of them and I'm on a couple other ones um, that, uh, that Jeff Lowe <laughs> is Mike Murdoch. Which is Mike Murdoch is Carol's first husband. Carol's first husband. <laughs> yeah, I distance myself from the conspiracy stuff. You know, you see it happen yeah. way too many times. I mean, there is similarities when you see it, but I just—I mean, I'm not saying I'm right, but I just think that sometimes people hurt the overall um, truth by these conspiracies. Like, if say I went around, say the, that Carol killed her husband. Uh, hypothetically, whatever, however you want to say it. But then when you throw in a conspiracy like that, it weakens your case because it's like, okay, that that sounds crazy. It sounds ridiculous. You know, to where if you keep it to the facts and you keep it to what it is, there's enough evidence that basically shows that she freaking killed her husband that you don't need conspiracy theories. I mean, Jeff Lowe is just, he took advantage. He came in. Joe is, Joe's Joe. Joe's crazy. I mean, you can see it on that story. I mean, when he came, I mean, he, if nothing else, I think the thing that Joe is definitely guilty of is like screwing up campaign finance, not purposely. He just doesn't understand that aspect of it to reduce the, the zoo money for, to run for president and that. That's probably what he's guilty of. Um, but Jeff came in and took advantage, ended up with the zoo. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. The whole, the whole way. Yeah, I, 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 you know, watching. Watching that part where, you know, Jeff got to take control of the zoo and steal it from Joe, um, and it, it seemed like the lawyer, by sitting there and, you know, turning around and saying, well, put it in Jeff's name and, and start over again, it's like, wait a minute here. I, it, it seems like the lawyer might have been working with Jeff at the same time to for Jeff to steal something from, from Joe, and it, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I think you're talking Oklahoma too, and nothing against Oklahoma people, but it's a whole other world there. <laughs> like the way that the way that you can sign deeds over and stuff. I mean, New York State is ridiculously overregulated, but I think things there you can sign up and transfer it like in a day, or basically a signature does it. I mean, Joe moved that zoo around to so many people's names, and in the end, I think that's what kind of got him so 
easy for him to transfer to Jeff, and he didn't look out for himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, 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 I mean, I think it was in his mother's name at a certain point, but then Carol was suing his mother. I mean, what kind of person? I don't care how bad the person that they're going after is. What kind of other horrible person sues a person's mother? I mean, that alone, I don't blame for Joe for wanting the bitch dead. I mean, that's crazy. Your mother, it's. I mean, I, and, and, I mean, and you didn't care. That's the funny thing. Like a million dollars. First of all, he took a fucking tractor trailer. Everybody knows what those cost. Yeah. You took his fucking tour bus that he had. That's another probably like two, three hundred thousand dollars. You know, and then you wanted his mother's fucking. You wanted you wanted his mother's house yeah, as Corrado. I mean, I mean, why didn't she like people have said? Why didn't she want any of the cats? Why didn't she say she wanted them as, as value? Why? Because she doesn't care about the cats. I mean, and what judge awarded her a million dollars? Something so ridiculous. Why not? Put a cease and desist order on them. You know, don't use it. I mean, give her twenty grand to put a million dollar judgment. She doesn't deserve that. He didn't do that much damage to her. Um, but I mean, that was his his demise was was his obsession with her because of that. I mean, anybody went after my mother, I'd want to. You know, I'd have a major issue with it too. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I I, I, I agree. Not, Anybody she, would. She did, she did what an awful human being. As much as she doesn't like to, she attacked him. Every way that she could, where it hurt, and where it really, you know, put it, you know, tag the side or whatever. I don't know. It just she just picked and picked away. At and, him. and I think that's and what I think it pushed him to go to go nuts. I mean, if you see him ten years ago on interviews or whatever, he's a completely different person than you see a year and a half ago. I mean, it's yep. it pushed him to change. I'm not I'm not sticking up for the guy. I don't know him personally, and I'm not saying he's a good person, but I think he got. It's kind of railroaded with this whole thing right from her in the beginning. Yeah, and I think and I think what happened was is Jeff Lowe saw that this railroad train, you know, coming, coming in, and, and, and yes. jumped aboard and said, you know what, I know how I can get Joe and fucking get him out of this fucking business and get him out of it fast, you know. Oh, and, yeah. and, 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 and I mean, one giant con game. He had a Ferrari or whatever that he didn't even own. He had a house that he thought what made the huge house that he actually rented to make people think he had money. I mean, he does have some money somewhere along the way where he has some business, but he's not this multi-millionaire that he wants people to believe. And you can tell now he's, he's so dumb. He just wants his face. He's hated by America, not as much as Carol, but he still puts his face out there everywhere. And as a, yeah, the he, thing uh... that people need to understand is Joe, Carol, Jeff Lowe, um, Tim Stark, they don't represent the entire animal industry. They don't represent the private side of there's exactly. so many people that I'm like really good friends with that are amazing people. I mean, Doc, Doc in the movie, I mean, hey, he's got his way of living, but he takes good care of his animals. I mean, they're, we mentioned, we mentioned actually, we, we mentioned Doc uh, just before you uh, we we uh, talked to you and stuff, and and we said that you know, you know, even though he's got this crazy way of living, and and we I think personally think it's a cult that he that he started. Um, yeah, you can it's tell different. that. It's different. Yeah, but, hey. we could we could definitely tell that he's taking care of his you know his cats and uh, he gives a damn. He gives a damn, you know. And, oh, for sure, and he's big for he helps you know fight against PETA and protect the rights and I absolutely know, he, i mean he's got three girlfriends or whatever i mean three or four, four. it might be yeah, more by now <laughs> that's his choice probably half the guys that hate him are just jealous jealousy rules the world people they're probably just jealous so they hate him because of i'm not saying i am i'm just that's just the way I, people are they uh they want to look down on him. I mean, hey, I got, I got, I got one girl. And I'll tell you right now, that's that's more than I can handle. Yeah, same, yeah, man, same. One and one is enough. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. 
So I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not jealous. I'm definitely not jealous uh, over him by any means. Right. No, I mean, but I think it all comes down to animal care. I think he's got a nice facility. Takes good care of him. And the thing that people really got to understand at the end of the day, this is Hollywood. This is show business. Sens- sensationalization or whatever. They want the shock and awe factor. They mm-hmm. want all oh, this. They, they, they want the drama, and, and that's and, what it is. And, and you tell a girl that she can get on TV and be on a show and she bashes her former employer, it's vice versa with Joe's place. I mean, they're going to take, they want to be on TV. That they're going to go for, they're going to say whatever, whatever you want. I mean, they say that, um, the, uh, John Finley is one husband, whatever the director told him to take out his teeth and take his shirt off to, for the interview. Yes. And it was just ridiculous. It looked stupid the whole time, but it's all, it's all a show. It's all Hollywood. And don't let it sway people to thinking private ownership of big cats is this awful thing. We need to pass this stupid big cat safety act. Yes, nobody should have a tiger in their backyard as a pet, but private also means facilities that own them as a private business, and we shouldn't be not allowed to own them. Yeah, don't let Shaq know that, though. (laughs) Shaq is awesome, but he is like so not playing it right. He was was friends with Joe. He was friends with Jay's pictures with him. He likes tigers. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, he gave, he, what I think he did was good. He gave money towards the care of these animals, which is a good thing to do. I mean, yeah, he's, I, now he posted, now he's posted a few pictures now with Jeff. Right. Uh, I mean, the, the picture with Jeff and one that alarmed me more. I mean, when he was giving money to, to Joe, he was, he would got to go on his NBA show and say he bought two tigers. Then did he buy him? Not actually. He gave Jeff or uh, Joe, tons of money to take care of him, which is awesome. He did a good thing. Mm-hmm. People, if they would have went to Joe's facility four years ago, wouldn't think that it was a bad place. I mean, he had a lot of cats. That's I will say there was a lot of tigers there. Um, some of his enclosures were huge. Some weren't ginormous, but they were clean. They, they didn't smell. They had all the food they could need. Um, and that's when Shaq was around then. So, I mean, what's so bad about it? He just doesn't want to be on the PR side of it looking bad. And I can't say I blame him because the movie makes it look so bad. It doesn't really show the truth of it. I mean, you see yeah. every side, even Crazy Carol is saying how she was misled, which is awesome that he misled them. I mean, because her thought, she thought it was going to be a blackfish for the big cat in private ownership. And yeah, she, she, I, I think, I think what happened there, because she's trying to say that uh, Netflix, you know, really, the producers there, uh, was it uh, Rachel and I forgot the other guy's name, uh, conned her and said that uh, you know they were they were doing this for the industry to stop you know the marketing of the, the you know big cats. You she know. thought that it would shut down places like mine so that she was the last one standing to rake all the money in. But she is that dumb to say stupid things like she said, make herself. I don't say make herself. She just. And, and, and I looked to see what her prices were just for the hell of it to, you know, to go into her sanctuary. And I couldn't believe it's like almost like $80. You oh, know, to, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then, and then you don't even allow kids only for like a special hour during the weekends because, oh, well, the kids are loud and it, 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 it distracts the, the cats and makes them irritated. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you're a piece of shit. $4 million a year. Those ink animals should have huge, beautiful enclosures, like nice viewing areas. I mean, if she's a true sanctuary, why are people going and looking at them? She's no different than a zoo. She takes in so much money yet puts none of it back into the animal care. 
And then she, you say, Doc, she equally has a call. Oh, you get to work a year, you get a $5 yellow shirt. You work two years for free, you get a $10 green shirt. Like, the people, I think she's crazy, but I equally think the people that follow her are nuts because they still support her. And, you know, I mean, if you want to see those animals receive quality care, take them from her. She's the one that should lose her cats. She, she, I mean, yeah, she, I, I saw you know I saw a picture of the way that she feeds her cats, and uh, it was a picture actually of a lion actually in a small little, oh, yeah, a little cage. It, it's the size of my table, the, the little this little it box. Like a small dog kennel, like yeah, exactly. And, and in that picture you're looking at, the corners like bent up, like is that secure? Like if that it, lion wanted to, how could it not get out of there? I mean, if you saw our lockdown areas, our feeding areas, they're they're bigger. They're they have plenty of room. They can actually jump and stand up on two legs with their uh, paws up against the fence. Um, that's she. It's it's a shithole. I mean, with it, for lack of better terms, and I don't know how the USDA has to shut her down. I mean, it's they called her the Mother Teresa. Big cats is like crazy. I mean, that was her husband saying or whatever. It's just the words cannot describe describe how awful her she is and her place and the fact that she makes money is is insane. She's the problem. Yeah, pass laws it stops her. Like, get rid of her. These sanctuaries, like, there's good sanctuaries. I know a couple of them, but 90% of them are just people that were private owners, couldn't afford it on their own, they didn't know how to do it right, and they turned to bashing good facilities and making donations off that, saying that these people shouldn't have them, we should. Why should she have them and I shouldn't? I give them quality big enclosures with good diets, good back care. She gives them shitty enclosures with horrible care. Um, and, and, and you could tell, like, like when I was watching those videos, um, you know, and, and I have two regular house cats, um, which I was never a cat person, but, you know, I became one, uh, only <laughs> because I rescued these two. Um, and, you know, the cats that she's got, um, or like a couple that she's, or like probably like the few that she's probably actually bought and not rescued, uh, and she's doing these videos up close to the cage and the cat's coming up and rubbing up against the cage. Like, um, just pet me already. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. like, you, you know, the crazy thing is she, there's been documented cases of her getting an animal with a name from a facility. And all of a sudden a different name is up on a plaque with a completely different story than what actually happened with it. And it's not, I mean, you even see like that, like I talked about AZA and their partnership, AZA zoos have sent tigers to her, which is absurd. Like, but she, she, and she'll even take animals from somebody and tell them, oh yeah, we'll take them, we'll take good care of them. She'll turn around on those people and bash them just to raise money. If there is a bad person in this world that you can describe as the world's most awful, it is her to a T. That's why it's awesome when you see all these people hating on her. Um, I put a sticker on my truck that says Carol did it. I mean, it's just, it's <laughs> fade away. Like, it can't fade we were actually talking, uh, Jim and I were talking on the phone last night, and I said, Jim, I said, we need to do t-shirts. I said, for we have a small little merchandise uh, 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 page uh, website uh, that you can go on and actually get uh, merchandise that says BJ and Coffee on it. Um, right. And, uh, you know, we were actually thinking about doing, like, two to three t-shirts, you know, one for, like, you know, Carol did it, and uh, one for, like, you know, Free Joe, and... I forgot what the third. What was the, What was the third one supposed to be? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember now what it was. I didn't write it down, which was my fault. <laughs> we were We were gonna do three. Yeah. We were gonna do three T-shirts, and we were gonna actually take and we were gonna sell them actually. And we're thinking about taking like half the proceeds of it, 
and actually sending it to the freaking Joe's commissary. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, me actually, I had a shirt, a shirt made up that matched my sticker, and I'm gonna, I think this week, do a, a tiger feeding with the shirt on. And we were thinking about doing something similar, you know, as a joke, buy these shirts, raise a little money for the zoo, and have fun with it. You know, hopefully people don't get offended, but you know, I'm not. Yeah. I'll buy one. <laughs> All right, sweet. Well, hopefully we'll have them up soon. But people don't understand how awful this woman is. Like, I can't say it enough. She is that awful. And that's the best part about this whole thing is Tiger King. It was supposed to be all about Joe Exotic. In the end, the end, Joe doesn't look the greatest, but there's free Joe Exotic. You don't see, like, people supporting, really, Carol that much other than people that probably should be in a mental institution. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I'll tell you right now. I mean, like I said, I've watched, I've watched the fucking videos that they've been posting on fucking, you know, cat res, you know, on their big cat rescue and shit like that. I, I'm not a fan of their enclosures. I, I've said the same thing. Like you said, you can see that like the enclosures are small. Um, they're not very well cared for for like you know keeping the grass you know cut down in the middle of the enclosures. Um, but her excuse is, is like, oh, well, we're trying to, you know, keep it as, like, you know, the, the habitat they would live in, in in the wild. Yeah, then don't keep it in a corn crib. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and then, then someone had posted a, a picture of one of her uh, white tigers with uh, the actual ground was flooded. Which, I, I will say this. Yes, you can do drainage projects, projects, but until you know you need the drainage product or project, you're gonna, you know, that can end up happening. So I will say a one-off I can give you, but you better take care of it right afterwards. Well, then also someone also also mentioned too that supposedly I guess the property that she lives on, and all the cats live on, is actually an old dumping site, and it's never yeah, been. I'm not sure with that. I don't, I don't, I don't know the actual truth of it. It's it's alleged thing that someone's going around and saying that it was actually some theory. it was a some kind of theory that supposedly it's a complete it was an actual dumping ground and she never had the ground tested and who knows well, look, look at it this way the worst part about it is you see those enclosures they're, i don't know if you know what a hog ring is it's like a little clip a metal clip you put around to hold panels together mm-hmm. think about you're in florida think about a hurricane i hope it doesn't happen because animals going through there there is no way those enclosures will stand up to it absolutely. and how she gets away with it I mean, we, when we build enclosures, we cut down trees around. You know, we try to make sure you take precautions. I mean, disasters can happen. You know, things it, can happen. And, and not just that, but the, the actual fencing she used looks like it's just regular household fencing. It is awful. I mean, some of it might be strong enough for it, but the way they put it together, I mean, I don't know. You'd think there'd be a quality contractor down there that could do a better job than that. It's just a dump. I mean, that's all. It's, it's, a, it's a shithole. I don't know. It's And somehow she raises money for it. I mean, we look at, we're known for being a clean park, and people comment on that, like, and that's what we strive for. I mean, we try to do little things. I just bought all brand new custom-made garbage cans. It sounds stupid, but you, you go around and you try to make it as clean as you can, because not only the animal care clean, you want the park clean, because people understand that you care about every aspect of it. Yes. And in the off-season, you're clean. You, you take care of the animals. I mean, cleanliness is and I saw, and I, you know, I, I saw the picture actually of the pictures that you posted of the new garbage cans, and I gotta say they're actually really beautiful. Yeah, yeah that was one of those purchases before all this happened. You wouldn't believe how much garbage cans cost. <laughs> oh, 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 no, 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 hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I actually do. <laughs> I, um, I actually, I actually, uh, I'm actually a president of a nonprofit organization myself. 
Um, yeah. And we were actually looking at the price of garbage cans because I'm actually the nonprofit that I'm through is actually trying to rebuild a park actually here in the village that I live in. And yeah. we're looking at trying to put garbage cans in the park that we're trying to rebuild for the village. And we're looking at them like, holy crap, they cost that much? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a nice, nice double one. It's like you're like 1600 to $2,000. Yep. 2500 $2, was the one I was looking at because it was like a, one was for – one was for like cans and bottles. One was for garbage, and one was for recycling. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's like twenty five hundred dollars. It was the most expensive one there. And I'm looking at, it, I'm like, we're not getting that. I've already have a hundred fifty thousand dollar playground. I'm trying to work with. <laughs> yeah, you know the way I look at it though is like, people pay, we get good crowds. I want to try to put out the best facility that we can all around. Absolutely. And, and to me, it's, this was my dream growing up. So when I walk out there, it's like my mini like. Disney World. I want it to be as perfect as I can make it. Is it perfect? No. I, there's always room for improvement, but we're always striving to do that. That's why we do new enclosures. We're working with like fake rock now, where we build rock out of concrete and stuff, and it looks natural for the animals. And, and, so, and that's you know, that's not and that's not really difficult because that's been going on. Uh, the fake rock now has been going on now for a while, actually, uh, because I've seen it being done on like you know how to do it, you know, and how to. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I watched the, uh, the the TV show there, Tank, um, where, yeah. they, where they make the, the fish tanks and stuff like that, and they make a lot of, like, the fake rocks and, you know, the fake corals and shit like that, and they use all that stuff. So, I mean, that's that's been going on for a while with using the fake rocks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is actually difficult to do it right and have it look good. you got to come up with the right mix. you always got to have, like, an artist do it and have it really look good. Ooh. But I'm lucky I have an awesome construction crew, and they just go through it. Every time we do it, it gets better and better. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you, you never you never can be satisfied. That's the key. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff. I hope we get open because I've got some new stuff that we're working on bringing in, new species, new exhibits. Like I said, this year we've got a train ride that goes around our big pond where you go through deer and emu. You can feed them out of the train. Oh, nice. Um, so it, it should be pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we gotta we gotta get through this because I want to come out and see this now. Well, I, we, we definitely gotta get through this, but uh, yeah. I, I just want to bring this up real fast. Uh, something that just came up on uh, TMZ actually is a Bronx is the Bronx Zoo a tiger was just tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah, I I don't know. The thing is, the people need to understand that this COVID-19 is just a strand of the coronavirus. Cats and dogs, or cats specifically, have had coronavirus in, uh, for years, you know, that humans okay. can't get. So you don't know. And I guess the other thing is, is these, I'm not saying it's not, because I'm not an expert, I'm not an epidemiologist, whatever it is, but it could be a different form of the coronavirus that is has been around for a long time. Or okay. I guess something else they're saying is, like, these testing have now are so sensitive then you may not have it. Like people that are going to the hospital, they may die of other conditions, but they test that they have it because it's so sensitive. They may just have it on them or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. There's more to it. Hopefully it's not because, you know, you don't want to freak out and panic. People are going to think animals have it. They're going to – animal rights people are going to use it against zoos. Oh my, you can't go to zoos. They might have coronavirus or stuff like that. It's, you know, you wait and see what happens. It's just like the – I see the – Connecticut governor said the first infant died of coronavirus. Come to find out it was an accident at home. And they had coronavirus and they died of an accident at home, but it sounds politically better to say that they died of the coronavirus for them. I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah, we're, it's, we're it's, in, it's like, a crazy, crazy, it's, crazy it's, time. It's like all these, like all the, all the, all the elderly there that are saying they're dying from the coronavirus, but they also have other ailments that are freaking, you know, like cancer and diabetes oh, yeah. and heart disease. No. And... It's, it's 
to have it shut down our country. This show couldn't, for the show itself, couldn't have come out at a better time when people are locked in their houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need and, something. They need some drama. Yeah, and, and, in their and that lives. was and that was the thing. I was I was all against it. I'm not a documentary person at all. I don't like documentaries. A lot of them are just I think are kind of just dumb, boring, and stupid sometimes. And my wife comes up to me and she goes, "Hey, babe." I'm like, "What's that?" She goes, "We need to go watch this." I'm like, watch what? She goes, Tiger King. She goes, it's the number one documentary right now that's going on in the U.S. I said, okay. And she goes, I'm like, I, I looked at it and I'm like, I don't think it's just the U.S., but I could be wrong. And uh, oh, yeah. so we watched it. And then come to find out it's not just the U.S., it's also actually in Sweden because I actually think I found a family member that lives in Sweden on one of the pages I was on. And, uh, but, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, you're right. It came out at the best time with, you know, this whole, you know, quarantine to our houses and, you know, you can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to a bar, you know, I made a joke. Social media, everybody's on their computers on Facebook all day long, so it's all people are talking about. And I actually, like I said, I watched Embracing for the Worst. I was like, oh, God, here's this is going to take our industry down. It's going to use these crazy people to make a whole entire field look bad. Where, yeah, it didn't make us look great, but it wasn't bad. If it takes Carol down, it's well worth it. Um, hopefully people just don't buy into this big cat safety act and stuff. I mean, it's, it's, I don't even necessarily consider it a documentary. It's kind of a combination documentary and slash drama series. Yeah, they, they really, I mean, that's how all movies are, right? Documentaries, not all of them, but they definitely added things just to make it more the shock factor. I mean, they did a good job at that part. I mean, getting back to earlier in the show, like the, the producer said, what made him start researching this when he was doing reptiles which reptile people are equally is, is, I don't want to say they're crazy, but unique of people. Like, they're good <laughs> people. But, like, but he was doing that, and then somebody came with a van with a snow leopard in it. Florida. Come to find out, there was a snow leopard that was being transported. The air conditioning was on. It was going to a quality facility that had air conditioned buildings for it in Florida. Everything, a nice habitat. But the movie doesn't tell them. No. The movie no. wants to make you think that some person down in Florida had a pet snow leopard, which was the furthest thing from the truth. And then just like and just like this one there that you know during you know early or earlier on when that one had one that had a tiger that escaped from his uh, facility I forgot what state it was in and I'm like of the one where he basically they said he released all the big cats he released, released oh, all the big yeah, cats that was that was the worst day ever for my field because that guy equally was nuts whether he did it I don't know why somebody that I say not the conspiracy but there's a lot of people that think that. That was animal right to cut his enclosures open because he had all the keys to the enclosures and so opening enclosures. Every enclosure was cut, and then the cops just went and mowed him down. Um, but yeah, that was that's the problem is you take one bad situation and it goes it hurts an entire field. I mean, where I always tell my keepers, you know, we got to be careful. Human errors is what happens. You see, AZA zoos have zookeepers get killed, different things. It can happen to any facility because it's human error. Mm-hmm, I can absolutely. The most secure enclosures and double locks and all this much for that and a person makes a mistake and doesn't lock from the doesn't last two gates and that and accidents can happen and that goes to and that actually goes to show in that series because that girl had her arm actually mauled off by a tiger oh yeah and 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 it was i I, I, we don't know what happened you know i I give her credit she was loyal i mean she didn't turn her back on him either with her arm I mean, she told him to cut it off instead of going to rehab or whatever. But that goes to show that the sensitization of it is 
the producer, when she was interviewed, had her take off her sleeve that normally covers it and made her do the interview next to dumpsters. Like, yeah. why would yeah. you do that? It's just... It, you it made her, you made her look like she was trash, and that was that was right. so wrong. And it I really was. That, you know, she was one of the most normal people. People are arguing what her gender is. I don't care. It's a person that was loyal, and to me, that that's the most important. It, exactly. Thing about her. I, didn't, I didn't care if she yeah. was male or female, and people are going yeah. around saying, "Well, she was." And people are making an issue. It's she was a girl, and now she's a boy, and I'm like, "Are you? Who cares?" Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's a it's a loyal person, and to have an employee like that, they were lucky. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, he had three loyal people, you know, in that show. I mean, yeah, it sucks that his, you know, his campaign manager, you know, got treated the way he did with the freaking whole federal agent bullshit. Well, I mean, yeah. and you got to remember, he, he already had, he was already having some issues because he sat there and watched, um, what's his name? Shoot him, you know, commit suicide right in front of yeah, him. Yeah, the one oh, been, uh, yeah. yeah, Trevor. I think Trevor, Trevor. Think, yeah. I couldn't think of his name off the top of my head. And, but, yeah. and, and, but just to, to uh, you know, try to ruin, you know, somebody like that, uh, you know, in a show and, and, and humiliate In the name of entertainment. From the name of entertainment is just, it's fucked up. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is messed up. I'm not going to say those people are normal. Like, it is one giant train wreck. But people got to understand that it's also a movie and... And you can't jump to, to rash decisions and passing laws and doing this and that. Like, have an open mind, look at it. You know, New York State, we're already super strict. We don't need more laws. It's already illegal for somebody to just go buy a tiger and have it in their backyard. Um, if you're like me and you do it right, you can have them. And that's the way it should be. I mean, it's, it's scary that the world that we're living in, people want to give up their rights so easily. Once you, When you turn around, they're all gone. You can't do it. We're seeing what it's like right now to have all your rights <laughs> taken away. I'm not I, saying it's wrong because of the situation, but... Think about losing all these rights without a pandemic, but just being told where we can go, when we can go. Absolutely. Um, all that. People need to value your rights a little bit more than we do. And, you know, if you don't agree with something that, that I do, you don't agree with me having tigers and cats, don't come and give me your $15 to come in. Let let, let your, your money show. If, people, the, if the majority of people don't like my place, they won't come and I'll suffer. You don't have to say, oh, I don't like this, so I want laws to pass, pass to stop it. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's just we live in a bullying world. And you know what? I, you know what I say to that. Before you judge, um, and, and before you judge anybody, okay, go check the place out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, go spend sure. go spend the fifteen dollars to go to you know the wild animal park and, and see how he's raising his his uh, cats. Because you know what? Oh yeah. You know what? You, you may find out. Be like, wait a minute here. Carol's fucking wrong. Yeah, she's not. Really not. You know, yeah. don't don't sit there and say, well, now all these places are fucking horrible for raising their cats in captivity, blah, blah, blah. Wait a minute here. Carol's doing the same fucking thing. Oh, yeah. If I walk by my tiger enclosure, I have Kiara, my, the first cat that I had, uh, tiger, she was the first big cat, and there's 50 people there, and, like, she sees me, she'll walk right over, start chopping, making her noise, and I'll go up and she'll rub up against the fence. Now, I'm not, you know, I do think animals can feel love or affection towards you. But you can tell that she's not suffering in captivity. It's not. We do have a relationship with them. Does that mean if I went in there, she wouldn't kill me? No, it doesn't mean that at all. That's why I respect them, why I'm the, on the outside of the enclosure. Um, but to say these animals have horrible life, they, they don't. They get fed every day. They get back here. Like, they have they have a good life. I mean, they, they get taken care of. 
So it's it's just crazy, you know. It, it is. We live in. If you don't like it, ban it. I guess that that's the whole thing. I don't look at that way. And if people think they can come on, you know, like our business page, we've had MROs people attack, and then I hit back. I don't care. Like I speak my mind, and then people are like, oh my god, this is a business. I can't believe you're talking to them. It's like, no, I'm still a person. This is my dream. This is my family's livelihood. I'm not going to sugarcoat it when you attack me. I'm going to attack you back. Well, I'll put it and, this way. Uh, Jim and I are the number one asshole, so if they tack you fucking on our fucking page, <laughs> right? guess what? They're going to be with us. And I'm already, and I'm already, and I also liked, your, I went over, uh, I think it was either today or yesterday, uh, of course, when I reached out to you, and I went over and I liked your page. And you know what? If they fucking attack you, you know what? I'll fucking do the same thing. I'll fucking attack them back. I don't know oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You know, keyboard warriors, you know, they sit in mommy and daddy's basement at a keyboard with no repercussions. They can tell yes! you what they were. <laughs> I like you a lot more. <laughs> I mean, I had one guy who attacked me the other day that he threatened to clean my house. I was like, who are you? Like, what, what are you talking about? And it's just, they just sit at a computer and they're instantly tough. And it's like, you're not tough. You're just. They're cowards, really. And that's how the animal yep, I know them, too. But it's crazy. You know, I mean, we have a few here that are fucking, uh, you know, keyboard warriors here in our village that think they know fucking everything that goes on in this village. And, motherfucker, get the fuck off from fucking Facebook for five lousy minutes and fucking do something with your fucking family. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they're the ones that, you know, they've never had a voice. Yeah, a lot when you see people run local governments and stuff. You give them power, and then they're all of a sudden just out of control and... I don't know. Power is a dangerous thing when it's in the wrong hands. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask real fast, uh, and this is gonna be off actually uh, real fast. The uh, whole cat subject real fast. You said you had a race car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm actually I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick up for you right now only because I'm a huge race fan and I've worked on race cars. Um, I'm gonna let every listener know right now that I guaranteed none of his money that he makes to take care of from from the zoo is by any means. Funding his fucking race car. Uh, well, I don't want to be told. I mean, I, my income, I do make income off the zoo, and I do put it towards the car. But that's no different than anybody having a job and putting it. Towards well, absolutely. Machine. And you I was, know, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna get there real fast. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's advertising too. We got tigers and lions a- on my car. Absolutely. I've seen your car actually. I know what it looks like. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know that's the thing, and that's what you know. With this, somebody brought that up. Is once we get opened up, you got. And you got Brewerd, and you got Utica Rome. You've got a lot of racetracks around that are in the same business, like seasonal business. Go support them. Go check out. That's what's huge. Once this is done, people need to really support local business, whether it's your dog grooming or whatever. Like, take care of people. You know, the people people need it. Everybody's got to stick together and spend money local. And I'll I'll tell you this right now: is 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 racing? You you don't make money off from it at all. No, 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 no. it's fun. I mean, the thing is, people like were attacking me, and, and racing is one of the few things. I when my zoo is open, it's a seven day a week job. So I'm here from five six in the morning some days till six seven o'clock at night. Racing is a thing where I can on a Friday or Sunday leave at five o'clock and go do something in the evening and enjoy myself. I mean, it's absolutely no different than anybody. I mean, it's, it's something that I, I enjoy doing, and it's fun sometimes. Take other drivers off, but it's just part of it. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I trust me. I know. I you know I I've spent uh, I spent about six years of uh, you know being at the Oswego Speedway and uh, you know working on cars and uh, dealing with other crews and trying to keep a driver from fucking fist fighting. So I I I know what that's like, you know. And I've I've been in that that field for a while. Uh, you know, 
I, I'm not gonna lie, I do miss it. Just can't fucking afford to go every fucking week to the racetrack, you know, oh, yeah. spend yeah, that thirty dollars. No. But if you uh, get a chance, make it out this year. We'll check out the wild card. I mean, we'll, we'll be there hopefully sooner than later. I mean, it's 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 crazy right now. You know, I I might come into pits one of these days at uh, Fulham when you're racing, and uh, you know, spend the thirty, twenty five, thirty bucks, and uh, come stand in yeah, your pits. Check it out. Walk up to the grill and introduce yourself or whatever. We'll be there. I mean, it's, Hopefully, like I said, sooner or later we get through this and everybody can go back to their lives, come to the zoo. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yes. Like, need to support the local business. I, I know. I made a joke with the wife the other day. We were talking about this whole COVID. We said we just want to get back to our normal lives. I said, yeah. I said, just think about it. I said, you can't go do anything during the fucking weekends. I said, can't go to a bar, can't go to a restaurant, and goddamn, you sure as hell can't go to the goddamn strip club. She goes, we don't ever go to a strip club. I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, well, maybe we should. We'll go help out the fucking strippers make some money now after this is all gone. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's a shame. But I definitely know that we are going to actually, you know, Jim and I, and I'll bring my wife and I'll bring my kids out. We are definitely actually going to make it out. Uh, we will set up an appointment with you to actually do a podcast right there at the zoo. Um, yeah, no doubt. Maybe definitely, you know, you know what would really be fun is actually to be able to do it right in front of the actual, uh, the big know, cats, big cats enclosure. Uh-huh. We are not having one of the big cats on the podcast that might eat the microphone. <laughs> well, I was just saying we should we should do it maybe in, right in front of like the one of the big cats enclosures. I think that'd be kind of cool to do. Yeah, no, I could set that up. They they find it interesting. They find stuff like that intriguing. Um, <laughs> no, Jim, I will not feed you to to the uh, lions. Okay, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. like I said, we're about probably this week gonna do something with our Facebook page. We'll do like a either a live or a taped uh, tiger feeding where people get to see it. Uh, it'll be venison or, or beef or chicken. It won't be any humans like Carol feeds her. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck shit. Carol. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. She's awful. Oh, Jesus she Christ. She deserves every second. Nobody should ever I wish the fuck. I wish the fuck she was behind bars, trapped in a fucking small little fucking enclosure oh, like her fucking tigers are. Oh yeah. Hopefully her, maybe her brother will go down with her because the cop. I mean, some, there was some cover up, so we'll see what happens. I, I, you know, I do believe there was a cover up with the whole police department. I really do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But now you're 20 years later, you got new people. I mean, it's gonna be hard to find evidence without, without, uh, without any, you know. Absolutely. Being there, but I mean. If my business was open, you know, I already thought about. It. I'd put up like ten grand just for a for a reward for anybody that comes up with any information to to actually convict her. In a second, I would right now. I <laughs> my money for the cats, but if we get open soon, I mean, I'd be all about taking part in setting up a reward program for anybody that can come forward. Uh, and, uh, we'll start a we'll start a go. I'd put, put up ten grand if it really. We'll start uh, a we'll start a GoFundMe page for it. Absolutely. <laughs> sponsored sponsored by the Wild Animal Park. <laughs> yeah. If you can come up with information to put her behind bars, ten grand is yours. Uh, that that'd be hilarious. Okay, you know, well, best money ever spent. Well, we gotta wrap this up, but I want to thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, uh, let our listeners know that uh, we've been talking to uh, you know Jeff uh, Taylor. That's Taylor, right? Jeff Taylor. Yep. Okay. Uh, from the Wild Animal Park. Um, I want to thank you. Uh, out in Chittenango, New York. I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the yes, show. Yes, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate it. Like I said, yeah, you know, yeah, no we... I appreciate being able to talk. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we appreciate it, and I really hope that our listeners actually, you know, can actually... Even even if you're a Carol supporter, um, you know what? <laughs> Wake the fuck up. <laughs> Get your head out of your fucking ass. Listen to this fucking podcast. You know what? And, and you know, and you'll understand, you know, about these, you know, about these actual private zoos. Um, absolutely. 
But you know the thing is I always tell people too is if you come to the park, if you're skeptical, you have questions, you're unsure, I'm usually there. If you see me, walk up to me, ask me questions. I'll stop and talk to anybody when I'm at the zoo. Um, I'll give them my time. I'll explain to them any questions they have as long as it's not an attack. I'll try to give them my standpoint. Hopefully I can give them good reasoning of why things are the way we are. Um, even people that just support the zoo, I always just like talking about visitors. So, uh, you know, well, once we get back going, people come support us, support other zoos. Jim and I will Jim and I will definitely be stopping up uh, once you are actually open for business. Hell yeah. Um, and after all this COVID-19 bullshit's done. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, and like I said, I'll bring my kids up and, and my wife. And, you know, like I said, you know, we'll have a nice time. You know, we'll, we'll spend the day up there. We'll do, we'll do a podcast uh, right there, you know, in front of the, uh, the, the big, big cats. <laughs> and, uh, like you said, I'm sure they'll love it. They'll be interested to see what's going on. I'm, I'm sure people... You know, and, and to have the expressions too on people's faces, you know, to see, you know, a couple of guys, you know, sitting there, uh, you know, talking on microphones and and stuff. While the cats watch. While the cats watch, I'm sure. The, I'm sure people would love that. Um, you know, I mean, it's it'd be something different to do. Um, but, but yeah, uh, again, thank thank you though very much. We do appreciate well, thank, it. And stay safe. Uh, I hope all the listeners, everybody, stay healthy and stuff. We all You know, the same to you. Yes. Dog and cats over in China sometimes. So yeah, yeah exactly. that'd be nice. That'd be nice. But but so. but again, thank you. You know, and uh, you know, uh, anyone that wants to go out and please go out there and support. You know, your local businesses. It's, you know, especially this zoo. If you know, once it opens up, you know, go out there and support him. Um, you know, I don't even care where you live. Uh, anywhere in this, you know, this this wonderful country we live in. Um, if you can make it out to New York this year, um, go out to New York. Come out to New York uh, just for the week. We're not we're not as bad as Cuomo wants to think wants you to think we are. Yeah, yeah just because you're from New York doesn't mean you live in New York City. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, come on out to Chittenango, New York. Check out uh, you know the wild animal uh, park. Um, you know, come out and support you know the small local private zoos like this because you know without you guys it doesn't happen. But, yeah, no, for sure. I appreciate. Oh, hey, anything we can do to help out a local business, it doesn't matter if it's a zoo, it doesn't matter if it's a coffee shop, it doesn't even matter if it's a strip club at this point, we're going to try to find a way to help them out, you know? Sure. Sorry, I had to put the strip club in there real fast. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know where Bill's mind is. Yeah, well, you know, that's all those freaking episodes of, uh, you know, having the wonderful uh, subjects of having some crazy sex things that were going on. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, sure. you know, definitely check out our page, uh, Jeff, and um, you know, we're we're definitely going to keep in touch because, like I said, I mean, to have you on the show, um, you know, you know, a couple more times, you know, so we could talk about hey, this because obviously, you know, I'll bring th- I'll bring a third microphone when yeah, we come out. There is going to be. Yeah, we'll see how this next episode comes. Yeah, because you know, I got to tell you, I think this this next episode, and uh, I think is going to be uh, definitely something to probably do, and I think we're going to be. I think we're going to be talking about uh, Tiger King probably for a while, for like probably like the next couple of years, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, sure. hopefully it does positive things hopefully though. Hopefully in a good way, yeah. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Let's 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 hope that you know these next episodes that come out will actually bring some light to that fuck nut Carol Basco- Baskins and yeah, put her know, behind bars. Where she put that bitch behind bars where she fucking belongs. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens and uh, we'll go from there. Sure. You know. But, All right, well, take care, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, yep, thank you, you too. so much. And, uh, you know, stay safe, stay, stay healthy. Stay safe and stay healthy yourself. Yeah, you too. Thanks. All right, thank you, buddy. Bye. All right, bye. Again, real fast, that was uh, Jeff Tyler from, you know, the, the Wild Animal Park out in Chittenango, New York. 
Um, I really want to thank him again for really coming on the show and putting some light onto actually uh, the actual animal trade. Um, yes. And I actually want to thank our listeners because if you made it this far, we're like two and a half hours in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't think it was going to go that long, but uh, you know, I was planning for a two-hour show today, and uh, I thought it was going to go actually that long, you know, two hours, but I know it was going to go two and a half hours. But again, thank you, Jeff, in, uh, from the Animal Wild Kingdom. Um, it was great that you know you got that he got to be on the show to uh, you know put his his thoughts in uh, what is going on and what kind of person Carol Baskins really is. Um, you know, and but also to to shed light on the real side on the real side of, of the actual private uh, zoos that are yep. out there. Um, and like I said, even if you don't support him, like like I like I said in you know when we're talking to him, even if you don't support him, go out and check out a zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, you might find out that, you know, these animals are very well cared for. Um, and by the sounds of it, um, I've never been there. My kids have been there. They loved it. I'm um, looking forward to going now. I'm looking forward to going myself. Um, and, uh, but yes, thank you again, Jeff. And, you know, you know, I hope you and your family stay healthy. And, you know, I hope that uh, everything works out and you're able to open up here, you know, very soon. So you, you guys can start getting going and making money to uh, help with the animals and, you know, and keep things going like you're like you're doing and uh you know thanks again and on that note we are going to wrap this one up for you uh thank you again for listening especially if you made it this far put a plug in real fast too for our merchandise just like yes um we will be working on t-shirts for uh the actual tiger king uh our portion of it i will have um i'll be working on that tonight once it's up it'll be on our facebook page i'll have the link there to facebook.com slash bj and coffee um, and then I'll, I'll put links to all the merch up there so that we'll actually um, post pictures of what it is we came up with. Exactly. I'll be playing in Photoshop tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, what he does best. Yes. On that note, though, thank you again for listening. And please don't forget, even right now with all the, the shit that's going on everybody has the potential to do awesome things and Absolutely. we're seeing a lot of these awesome things now people really stepping up and being awesome and it's great to see but sometimes it takes those changes but you know what you have you can do it you can make those changes you can be awesome and you can do awesome things with your life why because we have faith in you so thank you again for listening stay safe stay healthy and we'll catch you all next week and i'll probably be back to the normal uh length again maybe and you know what i'm gonna do it like i do it every week you know right from tony the tiger himself have a great week